Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right. All right. Game week. Woo! Game week. Woo! Game week. Woo-woo! It's game week. Woo! Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, August 29th. My God, it's game week. We're back. Woo! The season is here. I said on Friday it's our last off-season episode. It feels like the last kind of summer show because now we've got actual games to talk about. The season, five days away. Louisville, Syracuse. We got other sports going on. We had some week zero results to get to. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. We're here until six o'clock. We want to hear from you sometime between now and then. 502 414 1450 is the Thornton's text line. Text us in. Speaking of uh, game week being here, it's also the last week of summer, the last time that Thornton's has given away 10 grand, and that means the 2022 grand prize of a Chevy Tahoe is coming up. If you want to, you know, your last shot at 10 grand or you want that Chevy Tahoe, enroll in the Summer Cash Bash, become a Refreshing Rewards member, open the app up, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, boom, you're entered. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, just text rewards, all one word, to 80313 today. Trevor Kelsey. In-house, rocking the Taz Assassins FTW t-shirt. That's his game week attire. He's feeling good. He's revved up. Also, man got a haircut. The last haircut of the season. We're going to win out. We're going 12-0. and You can't cut your hair again until Louisville loses a football game. You look fantastic. Just, you know, that's what I tell you. New season, fresh season, fresh fade, baby. He's looking, I mean, you're, you're shaving cleanly. Yep, I this shaved is, everything, yeah. I, I kind of don't know what's going on here, but it makes me, for some reason... I feel more optimistic about the upcoming season right now, just staring at your beautiful face. Just new, new look. New season, new look. We're going in fresh. It's going to be a good year. I'm, I'm confident. I, I'm ready to get this going. Let's get this. I feel like this is going to be a slow week because I'm so looking forward to this weekend. I know. We're going like, to just totally like, like peter out. Come like Wednesday, we're like, well, we, we wasted is all it, that is energy. It Friday yet? By the time we get to Wednesday, we're like, it's not game day. We've been. By the time I get to the six o'clock hour, I'll be thinking about this. But it was, you know, we got a little tease. It was, it was, it was a fun weekend as well. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing now. You spent your birthday. Yeah, birthday weekend, Mr. Old Man over there now. Thirty-eight, man. It's uh, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight, feeling like sixty-eight, which is not ideal. (laughs) I'm hoping for thirty-nine, feeling like thirty-nine next year. But for now, we'll 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 deal with what we got. Thirty-nine. If that's if you're going by pattern, you want to go for thirty-nine, feeling like sixty-nine, giggity. Well, not really. (laughs) I'm, I'm hoping to feel. I'm hoping to feel my age next year, as opposed to like just 
awful this year, but that's okay. What would you do for your birthday? What'd you get? What was your what would what, you get for your birthday with gifts wise? I got uh, I got this Fitbit that I'm wearing right now. Okay, I'm trying all right. to track all my terrible health stuff right now. So yeah, because the doctor sure is helping helping you with this. Yeah, so you I, might, I'm basically you might as well doing do it my own. Yeah, I, I pretty much am saying I'm like Pedro Serrano right now. I say you know, <laughs> F- Yeah, I do it myself. That's kind of what we're doing right now. We're trying to, to heal ourselves because nobody else is helping. I think you referred to the medical system as this, this the voodoo. <laughs> The, the, the more tests they run scenario. on me, the more things they tell me, the more I'm kind of like, okay. I'm not drinking my rum, Mr. Rutherford. So we've bad. got, I, I got that. Um, I, I got just standard, like, new clothes, a lot of gift certificates. When you, when you get to my age, it's like, you know. Isn't gift certificate, like, so impersonal, though? Yeah, but that's, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I give them away all the time. I'm a hard person to shop for. I don't know. I found something for you. You did. Like, if it's I didn't like give a, you a gift card. What if I gave you the McDonald's gift card? Yeah, but like, I mean, we, I gave, like, my brother, so my brother and I have the exact same birthday. My oldest brother, Paul. Yeah. We're exactly 15 years apart. And like, There's no Ollie. Oliver, um, God, Oliver came over to the house and like helped build like this. I said help. He did it all by himself. Like built this like uh, playground we have for Virginia. Nice. And the heat on Saturday, I couldn't help out at all because I'm feeling like death. I thought he was going to like bring his son. He's got three boys. None of them could help. So it was like just him out there. But Paul and I have the same birthday. And like we used to try to get each other. One year we got each other the exact same thing, which was pretty cool. On purpose or an accident? On, on an accident. <laughs> nice. But now like we're both so like, I'm like, I get you an Amazon gift card. You should get it in tax. He's like, same thing. I'm like, there you go. Because <laughs> we're both hard to shop for. It just, I don't know. Yeah, nothing says love in the family like an Amazon gift card. But it was good. Mary and I went to uh, to Jack Fry's on Friday. It's my favorite restaurant. Awesome. Never been there. Very nice. I had a good time there. And then Saturday, we went to... Saturday was officially my birthday, but we were celebrating Mary's dad's 70th, which is coming up um, yeah, if in you're, a couple days. You're around the 70, you trump 38. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and when you get to a certain age, too, I think you're fine. Like, I don't need I don't need to do anything for my birthday. Who cares? 38, whatever. Yeah, you're in that sweet spot where you don't want to celebrate. He's at 70 where you're still celebrating, you know, that you're here. Yeah, I mean, 70, you're good. Like, that's... Yeah. I, I, at this point, like, I would kill to be 70, like, like just to get there. Make, to have a guarantee that I'm going to at least make it to 70. Put my mind at ease a little bit. I think at 25, you stop. Then you do one little 30 30 bump. was nice. You do a 30 and 40, and then after 50, you start celebrating every year again. You think? Or is it after 60, maybe? I mean, I don't, I don't think. Once you get to a certain age, I think you just stop. Besides, like, the whole, like, every 10 years. No, once you get, like, to, when you're in 70s, you start celebrating every year again because it's, like, memories and stuff. I think when you get to, like, 80, then it's, like, every really? year. Really? Yeah. Like, my, my grandma every year. Like, now, she's, like, she has her... Because she, she I have the same birthday as my brother. She has the same birthday as my dad. And, like, <laughs> she needs her own day now. You know, when you get to 91, you deserve your own day. Oh, you're 91? Yeah, yeah, you deserve your own day. She's rocking. So, so we do my dad uh, on, and my grandma on separate days, even though they have the exact same birthday. But so we did that on Friday. We went to Springfield on Saturday for, for Tom's 70th birthday, yeah. which was, was nice. They Happy birthday, a party. Tom. Happy birthday, Tom. Should have got him a Love Burger t-shirt. You should have. Well, he's, he's, his official birthday's in two days, so you can technically <laughs> still do it. What would what, what, what he have appreciated in this? Yeah. <laughs> then yesterday we did um, my birthday at my parents' house. Like when my brothers came over, my nephews came over, and we did that. Where was Paul's party at? We, we just together. I mean, poor Paul's just one getting left out. No, we, we we always have a joint birthday at my okay. at my parents' house. So it was, it was both all, of our birthdays. That's my birthday. Yeah, I, I knew that was going to happen. Uh, but it was fun. It was it was a nice little weekend. I didn't feel great, which sucked, but it was it was okay. We we uh, made the most of it. Well, you had a good time though. Yeah, thirty eight is like it's like the like thirty seven. I felt like I was you know, you're officially like late thirties. It's not mid thirties anymore. It feels like you're getting close. Thirty eight. I'm like, Ugh. and then next year is going to be the last hurrah before forty. So like, I'm still kind of I'm hanging on to my thirties right now. And then once you get to thirty nine, there's just you have to face it head on. Like you're almost forty. It's it's coming. It's going to smack you in the face. I feel like we were just having my thirtieth birthday 
I don't know. I've got to live it up these next two years. I think what I did for my 38th. Well, that was been that would have been 2018. Four so, years ago. Yeah, I don't think I did anything, but that year's just going to be remembered as the the 2018 football season. And, just defines it that, and then yeah. the, the the David Paget basketball year was. That yeah, my, my 38 year. wasn't exactly the uh, come out smelling like roses. But completely. it was okay because we hired Chris Mack, and he, yeah, it solved yeah, all the problems. That solved everything at least. We were good. It solved everything at least until I turned you know 39. So that was all, no, that's not too bad. And you got my other gift. I know on the weekend you texted me and let me know that you have fallen in love with only murders in the building. I have. It's, that was my other gift to you that you finally opened. I'm a very big fan. Um, Did I've you watched, fall asleep during many of them again? I've watched six episodes. Oh, wow. You're almost done with season one then. Am I? I haven't checked how many I think there's are, 10 so. in each season, so yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but they're only 30 because you can exactly, get through them. 30 minutes. It, it goes by really quick. It's pretty so. quick. I've enjoyed it. It's been uh, it's been fun. Well, right? You got a whole other season after this to finish watching, which too. I'm excited about. Yeah, I, I didn't know like understanding the plot. I just knew it was kind of weird that Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez were doing a show together. <laughs> but you, you catch on to it pretty quick. It hooks you pretty quickly. Yeah, it's their 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 podcast fans who decided to do a podcast. I like it. It's, and, it's good. We've got plenty to get to today. It, it's the it feels like even though we don't have a game to react to, it still feels like the first Monday of the season because we have a depth chart to react to. We've got Scott Satterfield. We'll talk to the media tomorrow. We've also got some pretty, I think, interesting Kenny Payne sound from over the weekend. We've got some football to react to, both high school uh, and college. We've got UK drama continuing with Mark Stoops being very coy about what's going on with his players, acting like he doesn't know what's going on with his players. Uh, we'll get to that. And then, of course, your thoughts on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Uh, TK, how was your weekend? I, I just gave you all mine. That's all right. Well, my weekend was, it, was, it wasn't just exactly the normal weekend. There was some normalness to it, but it was a weekend mostly filled with uh, football, both fantasy and reality. I uh, did fantasy drafts on Saturday and Sunday. Big draft guy. Did big draft guy. It was a big weekend. Got a few more this weekend coming up, but this weekend was a big fun with my my uh, old school league with all my friends that I, we, we do. We do it every year. We all meet at my buddy's house. and You know you know everybody has that one group where you've been we've been together for a while uh-huh. and uh, handed the trophy out, had a good time. I uh, enjoy waking up Sunday morning to find out who actually has on my team now because uh, Saturday was kind of a blur for the most half of the second half of the draft. There you go. Uh, then, uh, but, but so, you know, I did all that, but still watched some, you know, week zero football. Woke up Sunday, still had time to slip in, uh, finish off season one and get halfway through season two of Friday Night Lights. Oh, nice. Uh, you did text me about that. I'm going up and down like a roller coaster on my feelings towards uh, Julie Taylor. That's not going to change. I'm getting very annoyed by her. I'm trying to accept the fact that she's just a uh, teenage girl with no common sense whatsoever. I'm not saying anything. Uh, no, I'm just I can't. <laughs> when she breaks into the room to tell the teacher to act like she got dumped by Matt, I'm like, you. T- what are you acting like? I'm just feel sorry for you. You cheated on QB one, sweetheart. You're not good enough for Matt Harris. You no, know, not you never even close. deserved him. Never. Um, I'm at the point where he's about. He just hooked up with the uh, housekeeper. Nice. A, and, a classic moment in Saracen history. And they added, oh, and they just sat in uh, your boy uh, Santiago. Just uh, came in and got the big sack in that game. Gotcha. That's where I met at Big Shavuos. I'm about halfway through season two. But still had time to cram in a few movies as well. I watched uh, Talk to Me, uh, Blow, and uh, Osmosis Jones. And then I uh, even threw in a few uh, replays of some 30 for 30s, like Pony Express and uh, in the day the baseball st- uh, stood still about the 89 World Series. Nice. So it was other than that, you know, it was a good... All in all, pretty good weekend in the in, in the Kelsey Manor. Got got some uh, burger. Got me another burger from Smoky Bones again this weekend. Oh boy! 
Yeah, got some Chinese. Oh, yeah. Texas bigger upset this weekend: Nebraska losing to Northwestern or Wagner losing to Valley. Uh, well, I mean, we ser- got to talk about it. Seriously, people, we're. Re- I mean, I believe it's three so- seventeen. I've, I've been up for an hour, and you're already bringing up Valley and Wagner. On we me. mentioned on Friday that Valley had lost to PRP sixty to nothing, and so we were going yeah, to figure out yeah. just what Wagner had according to this game. <laughs> and I believe the stat that was tweeted at me was this was Valley's first win in sixty four games. No. Which I think would be like seven years. No. It was a 14 to 12 no. victory for the, uh, the Valley Vikings <laughs> over Wagner. The road to state just got a little bit longer, Trev. Hey, what? Turney lost too, you know. Turney lost handily to Moeller. I'm sure, sure Moeller and Ballard are on the same level, but I mean. <laughs> they lost. And then uh, we got to give a shout out to uh, Ballard. Ballard Bruins take down Mayo. We mentioned. I mean, what a horrible football weekend. For did you, I, yeah. Did I get it all out of the way before this weekend coming up? Hopefully, here's hoping. Cause I mean, cause, we mentioned on Friday we, we didn't know how long it had been since Ballard had just had lost, uh, had last beaten Mayo. Yeah, and then our guy Kent Taylor texted him, which was nice of him, and said it was 2009, the days of Devonte Parker. Ballard turns that around. They hear us talking, and they make it happen. They win 12-7, and that the scene was pretty wild. I watched the highlight video that um, uh, I think it's Dead Something Dead Stock Visuals put out. Like they got right. fireworks going at the stadium now after wins. They got the the, the, the fans are are going well, crazy. I think it was nuts. even Mayo's first loss to public school since like fourteen. They lost a manual one time recently, didn't they? I, I, they said the stat. I saw them. I, wow. think I, saw, I thought they said fourteen. Maybe it was later. Maybe I misheard them. But it was when I was watching the broadcast on one of the new local news channels. I forget which one now. I know it's been a long time. I was kind of flipping between them, watching highlights to catch highlights of all the games. None of them had any Wagner highlights, thankfully. But uh, can we also agree Nebraska losing to Northwestern? Hilarious. I mean, how how does he still have a job? Seriously, it was a nice birthday present for Miles' brother Paul. Went to Northwestern. Uh, oh, nice. His birthday it happened on his birthday. Uh, he fell asleep during the game, which was fine. It's, it, he's so old. did Scott Frost. I mean, the onside kick attempt, hilariously awful decision. But then also just Northwestern, the least exciting offense possible. You still can't stop them. No. They now have – this was another one-score loss, uh, one-score game for Nebraska. They've lost. Scott Frostin's getting Nebraska 5-21 and 21 in one-score games. Ooh. They went 0-8 in the Big Ten last year. Every one of those games was a one-score game. I mean, can you actually – How are you still alive if you're a Nebraska fan right now? <laughs> I mean, if you were anybody but, like, a Nebraska to be like – if you were Northwestern, you were 5-28, 21 – in one possession games, at least you could sit back and go, "Hey, we're Northwestern. We're hanging with these teams, staying in one possession games. We haven't got over the hump yet." You're Nebraska. That only worked like in 1947 before you were solid and good. And I know you've been down for the last close to a decade now. More than a decade. I haven't been that long since Bill Pelini left, has it? I and mean, they still aren't. They haven't been Nebraska. I mean, they, like at years. least Bill Pelini was still winning 10 games a year, though. He was winning nine games a year. Nine, he didn't get a couple of 10. He won he, 10 games one time, and they lost 70 to 30. Compared to where they are now, he was he was Tom freaking Osborne, oh, yeah. okay? No I mean, question. I mean, he was, he was, he was the they man. They fired him because he couldn't win more than nine games. I thought they fired him because he made fun of the fans. Well, that too, but he could. He got, they yeah. were upset with him because he couldn't win more than nine games. Now they are like... They would kill. How quickly they forgot about the wins. Bill Callahan era. Good God. They were like, we, we're, we, we're Nebraska. I was like, really? Because do you remember the between Tom Osborne and this right? What you were? Do, do we remember Bill Callahan coming here and saying we're going to run the spread, get rid of the spread, we're going to run the high octane passing attack? Oh man, uh, and that's feel bad because I hear young people talk about how Nebraska is so crappy. I'm like, you have no idea how powerful this this team was when I was growing up. It's amazing, but let's put it out there. How is Cal- Mark Stoops, Nebraska coach, next year, 2023? Ooh. Mm. Gaining momentum. That's got some traction to it. He's unhappy here. He had a 
feisty press conference I again mean, today. If you're Nebraska, you got to go away from tradition, right? I mean, that clearly has not worked with Scott Frost. Even though I think isn't Trev Albert still their AD for some reason, yes. which is more baffling than hiring Scott Frost. I think. <laughs> Texas, I feel like this is a Matthew McConaughey staring at his phone while smoking a cigarette picture kind of day. It's game week, baby. We got Kenny Payne content over the weekend. We got Louisville media infiltrating Stoops' press conference, asking the proper questions and follow-ups, leading Stoops to saying to Tyler Griever, you must be new here. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> I haven't seen Stoops' audio. Oh, he's feisty. Like I said, I had a lot on my plate this weekend, too. I didn't see the Stoops' audio. And this happened about an hour and a half ago. So, Oh, well, then never, that explains it. And okay. we can talk real quickly. We, we don't need to dive into this this early. But he basically, you know, he was asked about there are several players, not just Chris Rodriguez, missing on the U.K. depth chart for week one. And he essentially is saying, yeah, we got guys that are out. I'm not telling you why they're out. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you if they're suspended. I'm not telling you how long they're going to be out. And then kind of implying at the same time that he's not in control of some of these suspensions which, again, goes to show like the rumor that was out there a week ago, probably true about these guys uh, you know, being suspended by the university because they were getting paid to not work by a university place. Um, but like, the, the basically cur- just absolving himself of all, like, like, just saying, like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what's going on. The, cur- the Colonel Click, I know nothing excuse, huh, Mark? Yeah, that worked well for Coach, Car- uh, for, uh, Coach Carter when he told Smash Williams, we're not telling you why, we're just suspending him. No reason why. Yeah, you got you got to give us an excuse, man. Players not available. Are, we, are you saying Chris Rodriguez is juice like like Smash? Leaving it open to all possibilities is what he's got. I hope that doesn't get flags and running on the Rutherford show. The message Rodriguez has been juicing up. <laughs> Texas says if if Louisville wins, then TK has to groom before the next game. Let it be read. Was do, that the rule? Now, do, do you have to groom, or are you like define groom? <laughs> do we just like do you not cut your hair or shave oh. again until the season starts? Weather looking bad. Yeah, I can see just the reflection of that tree is just going to work out there. Well, hopefully we don't, we don't blow away. We finally got to game week. It'd be just our luck, like have something fall on top of the studio. Um, yeah, I mean, well, my hair doesn't grow enough to where I need a haircut between every game. I mean, that would be just kind of pointless walking there. But I will cleanly shave. And now, like, do I? Do I just? <laughs> do I groom a little more? Like how you know, how, like when in, in major league when they got the winning streak and they tear a little piece off of, yeah. of the clothing. By the way, when you were a kid, how disappointing were you that she's wearing pasties? Um, but I, the, I was upset. I always watched it on like local, and they cut away. So I assumed it was bread. <laughs> you didn't even get <laughs> And the first time I actually watched it like uncensored, I was That's like, That's even oh. more disappointing. Well, the, but then the first time I watched it uncensored, I'm like, like, here we go. I've been waiting for this moment yes. all the time. And then it's still, you're like, oh. Well. That, that's, that's even more of a lump. I feel bad forever. Worse for you now. Yeah. I saw it on VHS the first time. And I was like, oh, come on. Why do you think I might as well just lost a game? Um, but, I mean, I forget. Oh. So for each win, like so, okay for this for this week going in, I did the, the clean fade and the shave. Yeah, we'll, we'll claim it for that. And if now if they win this week, do I just like do I do another? This time I do clean shave going into Central Florida and another trim somewhere like a little chest hair off and be I'm, back. See, I'm torn. Shoulder hair. Do we need tidy TK? We're gonna need help on the back hair though. Or is this like your pre? Like, like did you do this for a win streak and you're not allowed to, to groom again until we actually lose? Because I'll never forgive myself. The 2006 season, I got my first haircut of the season right before the Rutgers loss. And I, I didn't even think about it until I was walking out of the barbershop. And I put it on the blog. The blog was new. And I was like, ill-advised haircut. I'm like, if we lose, I'm blaming myself. I, I didn't even think about this. I hadn't like been shaving. I hadn't uh, like done anything with my hair since the very beginning. I got it, like on game week before the UK game that week. And then we lost. And I never forgave myself. So I'm kind of torn here. The only time I've ever done that is... What was he? Was who was the year when we went with strong? Was it 
was it Bridgewater's junior year when we finally lost to Syracuse? Sophomore year. That was the, was the, was the summer? Florida year. That was the year that, okay, I couldn't. I, 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 then we lost two in a row. Yeah, we lost, and it was like Army Day or something there. And it was service day. UConn, yeah. yeah. Um, that was the, that year I did the, I'm not going to shave until we lose. And it was the first time I'd ever let my beard grow out in any way. In any way. And I'm not going to lie about it. Like halftime of the Syracuse game, I was kind of like, I don't want us to lose, but. I mean, this thing's really itching, and I'm really getting tired of it. I really hate it, and I don't, I don't want to shave because I can't shave. And when we kind of lost the game, I didn't want obviously UConn. I felt that was probably my punishment for thinking that way against Syracuse. But uh, yeah, that that was the only time I've ever done anything in that manner. But I would rather do a. I'm gonna. I don't want to keep letting it grow through the whole season. I, remember, I mean, that's not. Good. I think I should just cleanly shave before every game, right? Yeah, I can't have I can't have any kind of stubble. I, I don't know, man. I'm torn. I'm torn. If if we play. Because you do look fresh, right? This is the cleanest I've seen you in the year plus that I've known you. Probably, yeah. I mean, I'm, and if we if we play like the best game we have played in a long time, like we beat Syracuse like fifty six to three, I kind of feel like you have to keep it going. I mean, I won't need a haircut by next week. By I know that's, that's where it gets a little. Dumb. But I, I won't need to shave. But again, do I? Then it's I do, a tough call. But then do I do it with another piece? Do I just shave like a shoulder or something? No, I, I get some hair on the shoulder too. I think you're thinking too much. I think you're reading too much into it. Do I go with a little belly shave? Eh. Maybe even a little manscaping. Eh. Maybe that's safe for Kentucky. Maybe. <laughs> Texas says, so he will shave his face and cut his hair to keep winning, but still no salad for a championship. Look, he's a strange man. <laughs> he's got his own code. got got to have a code, right? Texas says he has to groom again as it would be a ritual now. If they lose, let it grow. Well, but the hair was as long. That had been, how long have I had a haircut? Like six months? It's been a long time. Yeah, I went like all summer and plus, plus without a haircut, so... Texas, dang, Mike, I thought you were like 46. <laughs> I used to, the funny thing is. Does it bother you people think you're older now? Or is he well, more? now they think I'm younger. Oh, do they? When I first started doing the website and people would meet when I was like 23, 24, people thought I was like in my 30s. And that kind of like offended me. I guess I just like the writing. And also like I wasn't as visible back then. And now I think a lot of people when they read me, just because I'm juvenile, like I, I make the tweets that I do, like a lot of people think that I'm like late 20s, early 30s. But I rarely get now that like I thought you were in your forties. See, I think the unless one, you look at me, I guess. I think I would probably get the same reaction because of my sophomore humor. But then again, my all my references are back to where only people in my like late thirties, forties would get. So they're like, what "You're that? an enigma." Yeah, they're they're looking at me going, "What? Kim? What was he in? What is he? Eighteen? Wait a minute, he just referenced like Chris Hansen. That's gotta be. But well, he must be in his forties. You'd be very <laughs> tough to figure. It's like also that very esoteric movie from 1981 that he knows all the details of there's no way he was born after 1990 there's no way <laughs> texter says uh, if dj wagner commits with groomed tk we got to continue the grooming but if not we lose to Q's or a bosco kid decommits he's got to go full tom hanks from castaway grow the beard out i guess i mean i'm never gonna get that skinny but uh <laughs> i mean i don't want i've shown you pictures of the the pandemic beard i did right yes I didn't. Yeah, I can't do let that grow out again. That it was, was wild. You looked wild. That was insane. Yeah, I mean, when when I'm walking, you know, when I'm walking the car and like people are like giving me a dollar because I think I'm homeless. I mean, Texas, I didn't mind, but Texas says so. We're all manscaping for the UK game. <laughs> might as well give it a shot. I'm down to try something new. The last whatever we've done for the last three years has not worked. I will manscape I for the UK. I, game. I don't even have to watch what we what we do against Syracuse, Central Florida. I don't care. We 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 get we get the win on UK this year. I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go shave from head to toe. I like that. 
<laughs> who's gonna who's gonna go to check and see if I prove if I did my what I said I'm gonna do? I mean, I get, there's really only one option. It's me. So <laughs> yeah, someone needs some help with the back. <laughs> no, no. Bring multiple razors. No, no. That's not happening. Don't go cheap on me. Bring the good stuff. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Texas Mike, do you know how much it is to get into a U of L volleyball game? I think it's is it free. No, you got to pay now because it's oh. they're playing at that. They we when you get to the final four, you pay for attendance, and they're playing at that. Uh, you know, whatever Louisville Credit Union Arena, which is yeah, too small, it's too small for them. They need to be playing more games at the Yum Center. I think you can buy tickets online, but they're like twenty five bucks. Um, don't hold me to that. For the season, I assume. No, for the game. Yeah, it's nice. It's a small arena. Tickets go fast. They sold out their first two matches. Which, by the way, U of L volleyball little, over the weekend. Little fans, so I want to turn my mic off on that. Yeah, U of L volleyball three and zero with three sweeps over the weekend in South Dakota. They knocked off Missouri, South Dakota, and Northern Kentucky. No problem. Number four team in the country rolling on. Also, got to give a shout out Louisville field hockey here in the first segment. They're the preseason number nine team in the country. They go on the road and knock off number eleven Penn State. Damn two to one. Uh, they fell behind one nothing. Scored two unanswered goals. They're now two and zero in the young season. Women's soccer bounced back from their loss Suck it, pound, to beat uh, to beat NKU one nothing. <laughs> They're now two and one in the season. And men's soccer back in action tonight after they beat number ten St. Louis to kick off their season. They play Bellarmine tonight, barring this weather, which is looking a little ugly. Uh, Seven o'clock at Lynn. Mark and Cindy Lynn Stadium. I, always, like, I feel like you're pre- previewing tonight's Cardinal Insider. <laughs> you like that? Well, I had to do, we're doing this new thing for OVW. If you ever like sends the, it to me. I do the, here we go. I do this thing for OVW now. I recorded it today. We're in the middle of the shows on, I'm doing like a Cardinal weekly update. We're like, I'm the no. latest and greatest. No, like I, I know minute the, update. I yeah. know the OVW commercial. You're doing, you're doing, you're going to do more, more up-to-date ones? Well, I got to do three new ones every week now. We got the Rutherford show one. We got 970 with the games one. And then I'm doing a Mike Rutherford Cardinal update. They were like, "Can you do? Can you give it a clever name?" I was like, "Mike's minute." No, I'm not doing that. I was like, "Cardinal update." <laughs> That's Mary's nickname. For I, 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 I The jokes wrote themselves. I was like, "I'm like I'm Mike the minute man." I mean, if I didn't minute say man, something Mike. right, I mean, exactly. come on. Yeah. I, I, Trust me, I thought it when I first said it. I was like, "Minute man, Mike." Um, okay. Let's so, so, so you're gonna have three commercials on during the OVW broadcast now? I guess I don't know if it's gonna work. I mean, usually well, you were on almost every commercial break, though. I am. Yeah, it would just rotate the same kind of one, though. I saw Al Snow beating up Shannon the Dude over the weekend. Oh, that, yeah, they had their Saturday Night Special. I didn't get a chance to He brought to out that. head and hit him, hit him with head. Awesome. Good. You deserve that. Texas, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you all saw the ESPN article about all Power 5 conference wins and losses for the season. I noticed a discrepancy in the matrix. The article projected an 8-4, and 4-4 four, four and four record for Louisville this year, but they had UK at 9-3 and three with a 5-3 and three record. Yeah, that's not, that's not possible. Now, I don't know if ESPN is aware that UofL and UK play football every year, but both teams can't go undefeated in non-conference play. ESPN is playing both sides. They're playing the middle. They're trying not to take a side of the rivalry. I think they honestly don't know we play each other every year. Could be. I mean, it's just lazy. Yeah, of course it's lazy. Laziness. I always wonder, when I see do see websites and people do like their season predictions and like their records, whether it be collegiate or NFL, I've always wanted to test and do the math to see if that. Oh, it didn't add up. I never knew because because anytime I did, I think I did it one time on a block, and I, I know I didn't even test the math. I was just like, you know, Cincinnati looks like a four win team, so I'll make them four and twelve, and so and so. Like I never even bothered going. Fans. Yeah, I never bothered NFL actually schedule. checking. Say what? Sixteen games would be a big NFL schedule. <laughs> well, for, when I did this thing, we did play sixteen games. Oh, I thought you were doing Cincinnati like college football. No, 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 no. Gotcha. Like, I do this. 
like the college one is even harder, but even like seeing, I just see people do like the NFL every year, growing, even growing up. I was like, if I had to I really want to add this up and see, but I know it won't work. Texas, if Malik leaps the Syracuse defender en route to a touchdown, will Mike braid Trevor's back air? Mm, <laughs> no. If Malik, if Malik accounts for seven total touchdowns, and one of them is him jumping over a, a, a defender and scoring on that play, I'll shave Trevor's back. Well, a shave or, or, or braid? Shave. I'm not okay. bra- I can't braid. Well, I mean, it would be tough too because it comes. It's in like batches. Yeah. So <laughs> shaving's enough. I'm I, I'm committing enough of myself here. Braiding is too much. If I learn how to braid, I, I can't even braid my daughter's hair. Are we putting this on YouTube, by the way? When the cameras go up, any day now, we'll have it out there. Uh, let's take a break. We're going to get to a lot of people have text about Kenny Payne's comments from over the weekend. We will talk about that. We'll play the uh, some of the clips as well. We'll get into some of the Syracuse stuff that's out there right oh, now. They're calling the it. They're ca- I will. Uh, they're calling it the biggest home game of the Dome era, or biggest home opener of the Dome era. We'll talk about why uh, coming out after the break. Also. Former Syracuse quarterback took a little shot at Syracuse over the weekend. We can also mention that. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Oh, oh, hold on. Give me five seconds. Before we do, reminding you guys about our friends <laughs> over at AirServe. EMTs for your air conditioning because they've got technicians available 24-7. It's still hot out there. We still have air conditionings breaking down. If this is happening to you in the middle of the night, you got small children, you can't wait until the morning. There's only one place to call. It's AirServe. The number is 502-264-9662. You can also visit their website, airserve.com backslash Louisville, A-I-R-E. Serv.com backslash Louisville. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe always going to make sure that you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home. We'll take a break when we come back. More of the Mike Rutherford Show. It's game week by God here on 1450 and 
I would have got it. I got a Texas coach fired. So I watched. I watched that game, and my God, like as good as Pierce Clarkson was, he was the game MVP. DeAndre Moore is the guy who stood out. I'm watching that guy. I'm like, this is a potential like future like Reggie Bush. Like he looks incredible. Then I watched the highlights of Ruben Owens in his first high school game at Texas. He makes a like a Reggie Bush esque run where he gets hit by like five dudes in the backfield, shakes off all the tackles, makes three more guys miss, runs to the house, and as I'm watching all these highlights on Friday and Saturday, I just keep thinking. This is the jaded Louisville fan in me that's followed Louisville football recruiting for too long. I'm like, these guys are too good. These guys are too good. I haven't, we haven't seen guys of this caliber coming to Louisville and have it work out unless they've been right in our backyard. Like, I'm just, I'm still terrified that something's going to happen. I mean, these guys are unbelievable, Trev. Like, even like Raekwon Atkins is showing his highlights. Wow, you call me Trev. You must be serious. Trevor, it, it's. <laughs> I don't know if you watched any of the. High, so, by the way, I, I, saw St- like, I saw three or four highlights, yes. St. John Bosco goes to Allen, plays in the biggest high school football stadium in America, and destroys Allen 52 to 14. And they really could have. It could have been whatever score they wanted it to be. It was 38 7 at halftime. Uh, they just absolutely just laid it to him. And you watch the highlights and you realize, I mean, Clarkson looks like he's the real deal. DeAndre Moore looks like he's the best wide receiver in the country. I, I can see why he was at one point in time ranked as the number one wide receiver and why he's still considered a top three guy and why USC and Oklahoma wanted him so badly. Like He is a absolute weapon. Uh, and then Ruben Owens looks like the best running back in the country. All these guys right now scheduled to come to Louisville, and I just keep thinking, Scott, do not make this weird. <laughs> if these guys are saying they're only coming here if you and the coaching staff stay intact, we need you to stay intact for next season. We need you to win at least seven games this year, preferably eight or more. And you know what we really need you to do? And this is where you got to listen closely, Scott. Put your, put your ear up against the, up against the speaker. This is the first of many times you're going to hear this this week. The first, first, if you haven't heard it before. You're going to have to beat Syracuse, Scott. We really, really, really need you to beat Syracuse, Scott. Not every game's a must win. Syracuse, look, we're feeling good right now. We watch these kids play. They look like all freaking All-Americans on Friday night. We want them to be Cardinals. We want to have a good season. We want to keep this positive vibe flowing. In order for that to happen, Scott, we're really going to need you to be Syracuse. It's got to happen. Cards, by the way, four-point favorites. That spread has not really changed like all offseason. It opened like in May at most some of these, these Started sports at three, which is where I got it at when I bet it. What I bet it, like two months ago or months Did ago you? or so? It's been since DraftKings opened up. I know it, it stayed pretty consistent at four, while a lot of the other lines have fluctuated. It's been you know three, three and a half, four, right around yeah, that area. Higher, yeah. And I, I don't think it's going to change as this week goes along. I think it's odd. Like The very first prediction that I saw from one of the networks that does it, uh, College Football News, which is a part of the old school, used to be a part of the old scout network, um, they, they're calling the upset. They called Syracuse 34-31 over Louisville. Hmm. That's why they're no longer around. The only thing that, that scares me about <laughs> like, this that's game... What, that's why Scout disappeared. So th- this leads me into, like, Syracuse, they obviously have a dynamic running back. Like, Sean Tucker's the real deal. He's a, ESPN has a top 15 player in college football. His name was Taylor. Tucker. No wonder he didn't answer. Yeah, great. We tried to get him on the show. He's not coming on because you, <laughs> yeah. you called him Sean Taylor. Oh, that explains a few things. Are you thinking of the old NFL player? That or maybe I was just watching too much Friday Night Lights over the weekend. Maybe. So Tucker's is, is fantastic. The two issues that I have with like people predicting that Syracuse is going to, you know, the offense is going to be so much better this year. One, they still have the same quarterback, and he was ass against us last year. Could not throw the ball at all. Yeah. Two, the offensive line has been bad for a long time. Case in point, Tommy DeVito, who played at Syracuse before transferring to Illinois, he, you know, this weekend 
plays a pretty damn good game as Illinois wins comfortably in their season opener. And he gets asked about the fact, you know, he had multiple injuries at Syracuse. He, I think, had, he said during four seasons at Syracuse, he was sacked 80 times over 717 dropbacks. That's 11.2% of the time. He was dropping back to pass. He wound up being sacked. Good thing um, they handed the ball up a lot. Only seven teams <laughs> allowed a higher sack percentage in college football than Syracuse did when DeVito was there. So DeVito got asked. He threw the ball 37 times for Illinois over the weekend and did not get sacked one time. Hurried just twice. And he said, quote, after the game, it was a lot of fun. My body feels really good right now. I'm not taking shots here, but I think this was the first game I've been in where I did not get sacked. Am I fair to say that? The offensive line did an awesome job. You can tell he's like he doesn't want to be. He wants to say what he wants to say without actually having to say it, which is my offensive line was ass for four years. I got my ass kicked, and this is the first time where I felt comfortable being in, in the pocket. That's my problem with like, like if we lose to Syracuse, I'm not going to say it's like this this great Syracuse resurgence or anything like that. We all underestimated Syracuse. I think it's going to be more about us because as good as Tucker is. They don't have the weapons on offense. They should not have the weapons on offense to outscore a team that has the weapons on offense that we do. Well, in, in last year's case, and I'm sure many cases against Syracuse, which is, you know, and in the last couple of years, which led to DeVito, you know, getting hit pretty hard, would be that you, you can't run the ball as much when you're down by 21 points. Case in point, I was against them last year. <clears throat> yeah, or, and just and a lot of people against them, I think, unfortunately, for Syracuse fans, the few that are out there left, but... That that's that, I mean, and you can't. I mean, in college, you can still run if you're down, maybe fourteen or 20. you can a little bit, but it's, it depends on where you're at the game. And if Louisville can do what they did last year, where we were, I don't remember what we were up at one point officially the most, but a lot to a little. Let's say what a lot to a little. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Uh, the running game was was taken out, and, and we helped a lot by doing that by cramming the, the line of scrimmage and not letting them get it started early in the game as well. But and once you get past that second half, and you've got a you know a, a three score lead. The running games disappeared. I mean, that, that's um, and you know what? That's something we have to also worry about as well ourselves. For sure, not, not maybe necessarily, hopefully in this game, but as we go along through the season. But for right now, in this case, when it comes to Syracuse, we are the more balanced team. We're a better team. There's a reason why we are a favorite team. On the road. There's a reason why we demolished them the last two years. Now you have been, to put it mildly, a Brian Brown critic. Well, here's the problem. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Let, me, let me get to what I'm saying. Yeah, I got you. And you're not alone in this. Like a lot of people, like the weakness for the Louisville football program since Scott Satterfield arrived here has, for the most part, been on the defensive side of the ball. There's no question about that. Yes. Now Brian Brown loves Syracuse, and why? Because they make his stats look reasonable. Because those stats that we have put up that have not been very good the last three years have been made markedly better because of what Louisville has done against Syracuse defensively last year. Cards 41 to three, a winner two years ago. Shut out. Yeah. That Louisville defense that couldn't stop anybody in 2020. 30 to nothing. I mean, you can't score any points on a, on a Brian Brown defense, coach. And not the Three play. points in two years. Yeah. That's, that. I mean, that. So we're not going to say this often this year, but Brian, do exactly what you've been doing against Syracuse. Do exactly whatever you've been doing the last several years, at least against these guys, keep doing it. Now, every other week, we're probably going to say something different, but just keep doing what you've been doing this week. Here's the thing, and, and, and Coach Brown and those two that maybe are still in your bandwagon who hate hearing me speak day after day, at least on that matter, amongst them and the other things, I'm sure. Don't sit there. and If Louisville comes out and blows out Syracuse, and I hope they do, and I expect them, kind of slightly expect them to win, I wouldn't say blow up, but maybe comfortably, and you and you put up you know six points to Syracuse. Don't come to me and be like, I told you so, bro. No. 
Don't, don't, don't. I don't want to hear that right now. Well, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't, don't already start like no, I'm having tell you negative right now, takes for a big I'm win. Gonna, I'm going to tell you the same thing. I'm, I'm going to steal from one of the best stand-up comedians in our lifetime, Chris Rock. I'm not giving you points for something you're supposed to do, okay? You know, like, I take I care am. of my kids. What, do you want a cookie? I ain't never been to prison. Good for you, buddy. You're not supposed to. If I they shut, shut out Syracuse. Out, they shut Everyone out Syracuse. shuts out Syracuse. Well, that's not true. If they shut out Syracuse in the season opener when they have so much to play for, I will be excited. You can speak for yourself. How are you already jumping ahead to negative takes for a blowout win a week before it happens? I, if we win, if we have a blowout win in week one, let yourself be excited, Trevor. Let yourself, let the enthusiasm flow. This is what football is about. Not, I'm sorry. You need, you need to show me you can win the game on a higher level That's than rookie. Fine, but you can enjoy the moment. You can, you can still I'm going to enjoy thoughts. the moment, but don't sit there and expect me to change my mind. You don't have to change your mind yet, but okay. you can still say they did a good job. I'll be, oh no, and I'll be happy for the team, the players. But don't, don't. But I'm not going to sit there and don't, don't expect me to think I'm, I'm going to change, do a 180 on my mindset on, on some of the, on the coaching staff on the defensive side, particularly one man. Well, he can shout out everybody, and you're not going to change your mind there. That's that's. Who well, you now are. we start shutting. I mean, we start like start the season with like five straight shutouts. Then we can talk. We start the season with five straight shutouts. Then he's going to be like leaving for like the Dallas Cowboys head coaching job in the middle of the year. Ooh, that would be even better. Nobody's in life. shutting anybody out for five straight. Games that would be even better for me in life. Brother <laughs> Brian Brown be the head coach. You would the love him to leave after five straight shutouts. <laughs> if he goes to the Cowboys, yeah, because I know it's a mirage. If he opens the season with five straight <laughs> shutouts, then I say we like we make him the head coach, or we we give him like a we. Double his salary. You got to earn more than that for me. Good Lord, Trevor. I'm listen, and here's the thing. Here's what I'm expecting, though. And I know this is going to happen because, if, especially if Louisville does look good, especially defensively, and they sh- they honestly should, and especially at least in week one. I don't know how much about Central Florida brings back to the table, but it, it should be good. In, in, in the four games they have, in two of them, they should look very good defensively, maybe even three. But here's the thing all, ever since like the last year or so, like, Brian Brown's whole goal in life is to make me look like a goober. I mean, look look back at last year. We go into the season. You know, I set a line. I say, you know, let's – can you match it? He matches it. He makes me proud. He matched like three weeks I'm, ago. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, 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 like, I'm like a parent watching the kids stand up and take his first steps. I'm so excited. You know, I'm like, okay, maybe we're good. I got so excited. He made me look like a total goober. He went and, and, and as a result, I got excited going to UK. And what happened? The dingus came out at night. You know, he he showed his trick. I'm not falling. So he's going to do me this year. I'm sitting. There, I'm not taking the side. There's no line to draw, except for the one you're passing on the way out of town. There's no there's no criteria to do. So if Louisville shuts out its first eleven opponents, Trevor's still predicting a blowout loss to UK. <laughs> I'm not going to be. I'm not yeah, going to be swayed by because this. I know because he's going. That's his way. He's going to do all those shutouts to go look. He's a goober. He thought I sucked as a coach. And I'm going to change my mind, and we're going to go into Kentucky and give up 80 points and lose 80-14, to 14, and he's going to be like, ha-ha, got him again. If we lose 80-14 to 14 to Kentucky and we go 11-1 to 1 and then get to play in the ACC championship game where we continue the shutout streak, I'm still going to be excited for the season. That's a good question. Would you be excited? Yes. If, if we go 12-1 with an we, Our only loss of the year is an 80-14 to, 80 to 14 loss to UK. As bad as that might be, we'd still probably have a shot at the playoff. He still would have a shot, depending on how good the rest of the ACC is. Interesting scenario. Let's talk about the let's talk about the depth chart that came out today. We haven't gotten to that yet. The official depth or, chart. Well, not many actually this year, right? Some surprising oars, and then some surprising no oars. Now Malik Cunningham, your starting quarterback, 
No shocker. <laughs> no or. Brock Doman's the, the only listed backup, which is uh, something. I mean, it, Evan Conley hasn't been healthy. We know that. We don't still don't really know what's going on with Caleb Johnson. He's been banged up too, though, right? He has. Okay. And then um, Nathan, is it McElroy, the kid from Trinity, who's a sophomore walk-on, has been the only other guy taking snaps. He's not listed on the depth chart, but running back. It's where it gets interesting. Yeah, because I can assume maybe we didn't want to add the quarterback names because we had so many oars on running back position to add. Well, that they needed to save space. There is no oar at the top. No, there isn't. There is no oar. I know you're excited about this. Woo, baby. Tyon Evans. (laughs) Your boy. The Heisman Trophy campaign. You and I talked about this before fall camp started. Yeah. We said with so, you know, four seemingly capable bodies in the backfield, it would take somebody having just a stellar, like superstar fall camp to earn the starting job unless it's you know Jalen Mitchell and Scott Satterfield says he was a starter last year. We're just going to do the diplomatic thing and name him the starter, but everybody's going to get equal carries. We thought that this might happen based on the way that Scott Satterfield and company have been talking about Tyon Evans and how he's the, the one guy who stood out. It actually has happened. Tyon Evans, you're starting running back. No oars. He's the man. No, he's the man. He's the man starting off. And I do. I know there are two oars listed after him, which means the three guys are sort of interchangeable. I do think it's of note that Jawar Jordan's the first one listed. I, I, I was going to ask you that, and I looked at it, and I go, I remember thinking about, okay, maybe there's something obvious. It's supposed to be an alphabetic order. It's not. No, it's not. I, think it's, I think it's done that way on purpose. Then if that's the case, that's even more intriguing, the fact that the two guys you go into the year with the most experience, at least in Louisville. Your top two last year. On the yeah, your top two last year. They're three and four. Which, of course, you know, because they were top two last year, you had to ask Malik to do a lot more running than he probably needed to as well. But are at the bottom. I mean, I'm surprised Cooley didn't say, after after Cooley's name, says, or him going to NC State back here or something. He's just liking some tweets. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, your boy Evans. I, I know you got to be excited about I'm that. I'm very pumped. What and jersey number is he going to wear? Uh, what is he? Is he 20? Is he 20? I like that. Uh, no, I can't remember. I like he, it when running backs to wear the old, the uh, the old uh, actual running back numbers instead of going all all wonky on their numbers with me. He is what? Well, look that up. That's probably like sixty four. Um, <laughs> yes, that looks like all that wonky. <laughs> he is. It looks like he's number fifteen. I think. Uh, okay, I'll take it. Close enough. Um, the other note about Jawar Jordan: he's listed as a starter in both kick and punt returns, which makes me very excited because. One, he showed that he has unreal speed last year at the end of the season. I thought yeah. that was one of the, the most pleasant surprises about those last few weeks. Two, we now have the possibility of starting the season with Jawar Jordan taking the opening kickoff to the house against his former team. I'm think, I, I, was gonna, I was wondering, is, is, is you think his name is second going into this game because it's Syracuse's former team? No, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Satterfield hates Dino Babers that much. Just be that petty. But I mean, he shouldn't the way he's dominated, you know. I mean, Ty really Evans is number seven, by the way. Oh, yeah, he was fifteen at, at Tennessee. I think he probably wanted to be fifteen, but that was Jalen Mitchell's number, so Castro. <laughs> he and uh, Monty Montgomery both number sevens. That's a it's quite the duo. It's quite the dual number duo. Dual uh, dual sevens. Dual sevens. Uh, back Mario Rudy. Mario Rudy and Willie Williams one time were number seven on the same. Seven team. squared. Um, <laughs> At the the offensive line is pretty set. No oars there. You know who the stars are going to be. Reed, Chandler, Hudson, Boone, and, and Brown are all there. Yep. The, at the wide receiver position, two oars, Amari Huggins-Bruce or Braden Smith, then D. Wiggins or Amari Huggins-Bruce at the other spot. And then the only starter, and this is another thing that should not be a surprise based on the way he was talked about during fall camp, the only like clear-cut starter at wide receiver is Tyler Hudson, Central Arkansas transfer. Do we call him T. Huddy on the show? They all call him T. Huddy. I'm not comfortable. No, we're going to work now. If he... We'll see how he plays against Syracuse. Can I call him Hudson Hawk? No. 
Nobody calls him that. If he lies up Syracuse, we start calling him T.I. That's a bad movie, though. Uh, the, I mean, can we assume that Huggins Bruce is going to start at some? He's he's oared on either one, two different spots. Imagine if he gets oared twice in the back mean, of a phone. If he still doesn't start, that'd be him. a bitter pillow. I feel a little pillow. bad for him. Bitter pillow too. Uh, at halfback, Marshawn Ford, your starter. That's kind of the, the pass catching tight end. And then the other that's, tight end. How's that list as a half? I mean, it's the it's the name of the position. Because running back and halfback are the same thing to me. But they're not technically. That in new days, it's, it's all I semantics. know, I know. The tight end position, which is more the blocking back, is Des Melton or Francis Sherman, the, the walk on who was just put on scholarship over the weekend. Uh, congrats to him on that. It could be yeah. either one of those guys. Defense is where I think it's more. Hey, interesting. we have a Dwayne Martin. We do. Defense is where it gets more interesting to me because you've got. Ashton Gelada, you expect him to be the starter. That's no surprise at one defensive end. Yaya Diaby at the other. Uh, he's backed up by Mason Rieger, who's another guy who got a scholarship over the weekend. But the nose tackle position, this is maybe the thing that I think drew the most attention from Louisville fans. Just, yeah, well, this is somebody you didn't... You, you, Des the, Tell, the guy not at the top is not who you expected. Des Tell, who has been listed as the starter like, like this entire fall camp, is listed as the starter ahead of Jermaine Lole, the highly touted transfer from Arizona State. Now, nope. is, it, is it surprising to me? Yes. But one thing that the defensive staff has been talking about really consistently all fall, all fall camp has been how on the defensive line they're going to be able to rotate liberally. Like, like we have a lot of bodies, a lot of guys are going to play a lot of snaps. So it may not mean all that much who starts. I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of Popeye Williams this year at, at, at linebacker. You're going to see a lot of um, uh, Ramon Perrier, the, the former Eastern standout at, on the defensive line. He's going to get a lot of reps. And you're certainly going to see a lot of Jermaine Lole. But the fact that he's not listed as a starter – is you have to say it's surprising. I know I mean, Destel put on weight, did a lot of what they wanted him to do, but this is a NFL prospect who I mean, was. They've talked pretty glowingly about him since he got here, but he's not going to take the first snap apparently on defense. And there's no or. There's no or. Yeah, he's a. I mean, if there was an or, you could actually argue. I think, or at least be. I'm not saying you're not convincing yourself or maybe others, but that there is. A, it is a rotation thing. I mean, you can say the same thing about the running back position to a degree, but yeah, I mean, and, and that's good. I mean, I would like to see us have the depth to where we can rotate our defensive line on a more regular basis. You need to be able to do that to a game. Otherwise, you do get worn down and you have games like you had somewhat against Virginia and, and, and last year and other games. But, yeah. uh, I mean, possibly Jermaine Lomimbe hasn't. I know he had some. I know he was. He had injury issues in Arizona State. If I remember right, but they've said he's been good to go. But he's, I mean, he's picked maybe, up stuff really quickly. They've been. They've everything they've said about him has been very positive. Maybe not picking up quick enough. Maybe. Could, I mean, or maybe Destel just has been better. Like it maybe could be, he's yeah. just, he looks like a guy that they like. I know they were excited about him after last season. Maybe he's done what they've asked him to do, and they're going to reward him. Let's let's be real though. If Jermaine Lillet is going to get a significant amount of reps on Saturday, if he's clearly the more productive of the two nose tackles then that's fine. Like, he's going to start the next game. Like, he'll have a chance to earn that starting spot on the field on Saturdays. I mean, I've, I, you, you can obviously be worried that the guy that you had, you, as we talked about, it, it, at a point, our expectations were so high for, for Lole that at one point, I think even last week, you talked about maybe, you know, this guy maybe someone who could sneak into a draft position. I still think that. And, and you're probably, you could be right. So, that being said, Instead of maybe thinking worrisome that, you know, he's coming in second with no ore on this depth chart, maybe look at it as thinking that maybe this is as a positive spin that Desmond Tell has just been so damn dominant. Could be. That he's, you know, kind of passed up Jermaine Lowell, who's still who's still playing well to begin with. It could be. I mean, or maybe he just held on to his spot. I mean, he was the guy because remember, Lole was a sort of late addition. He was here in time to start fall camp, but he was not a guy that was around for spring practice like some of these other transfers. He, you know, when he came here and got put on the depth chart, he was put behind 
Des Tell, and maybe it was like, hey, you, you're going to have to clearly beat out this guy, like Tyon Evans, who was here earlier, was able to do with some of the other incumbents, and he wasn't able to do that. Not, not saying it can't happen. I wonder I if he came from a 4-3 defense, which, I mean, that would be, I mean, if he came from a, a, a typical 3-4, it shouldn't be too much learning curve, I would think. It, it sounds like he's picked up everything quickly. I think it, this may just be a matter of, Destel did everything they wanted to. He's going to get the first shot. But both guys are going to play. But it is a little bit weird that there's not an or because there are a lot of ors on the rest of the defense. Now, the linebackers are not a position where there's any sort of confusion. Yasir Abdullah, Monty Montgomery, Momo Sonogo, those are your starters. The dog position that can be like a linebacker, can be a hand on the ground, it's still an or. It's still a toss-up. Ben Perry, the highly recruited player, highest recruited player in last year's class, registered freshman, he and Marvin Dallas, who's been a special teams assassin for the last couple of years, are still battling it out for that starting spot. Maybe more surprising, though, cornerback. You've got two wars there. Keetrell Clark has not won the starting spot. Keetrell Clark, a lot of guy, a lot of the guy who a lot of people believe is the most talented overall player on this team, offense or defense, uh, is still battling with Quincy Riley for one of the starting cornerback spots. And then the other starting cornerback spot, Jarvis Brownlee, who's drawn high praise, transferred from Florida State, and Chandler Jones, who played a little bit last year and had some good moments, some not-so-good moments, they're still battling for that starting spot. So we neither corner position is settled going into week one. Do you think Clark is maybe he's just not 100% yet? I, I guess. I, mean, I know. When did he? When did he? Because he got hurt. When did he hurt last year? Early. Was it that early in the season? It was like the third or fourth game. I thought it was later than that for him. I could be wrong. Because we had who? Because Montgomery went out like in the second game of the season. Montgomery was early. He was, I think he was the very first he, game. Of the season. Was he that or Central Florida? I think. I want to say it was the Ole Miss game because I thought his replacement was the one who made the pick in Central Florida. Jalen Alderman was, but he was out. He, he came in for somebody who got ejected for targeting. Oh, that's what. Yeah, I think it was Jack, Jack Fago. Was it Fago or Avery? Okay, you're right. You're right about that. You're right. Yes, that's what maybe I was confused on. You're right. Keisha Clark got hurt. Um, it was later in the season. It was against NC State. So it was in October. Yeah, he might not be 100 percent yet. So he was around for what was the what was the injury? Was a leg injury, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, he could surgery have, on his lower leg. Yeah, he there, there's a good chance. I'm gonna, and I could be wrong, but I'm gonna say that or has more to do with him not being 100 percent yet. I know our guy Keith Winlow, who's gonna be on the show later this week, loves Quincy Riley. Like he's been big, big, but, big. Maybe maybe that is maybe Quincy Riley's just doing his thing and 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 getting and, and just outplaying him a little bit. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna at least chalk this to one because I am a Clark fan. I must say this may be just lack of 100 percent yet. Because Riley's the guy he, he played at Middle Tennessee. He was all CUSA player, and when Keith looked at his tape, he said. You know, don't get caught up in where he played. He, I think, can be as good, if not better, than Keetra Clark was the exact quote that, that that Keith used when we first announced that or we first realized that Quincy Riley was coming on. I know he's big on Jarvis Brownlee, too, who you could kind of tell this, how much the defensive staff liked him based on how much they talked about him. I like Keith did the oars on here. <laughs> he may have. The safety positions are decided. Kendrick Duncan, who's back for his, his super senior season, is one of the starters. A little bit of a surprise, maybe, based on how much hype that we got for MJ Griffin when he transferred in from Temple. He's listed as the backup to Josh Minkins, another Minkins starting for Louisville. He's the other safety spot. And then the only other or that we need to talk about is the place kicker position. James Turner and Brock Travelstead are still battling it out, which makes me a little bit concerned that we still like haven't, like not one kicker has distanced themselves. I know at the beginning of fall camp, Travelstead was ahead of Turner. That's what I was told. Um, maybe Turner, he's listed at first here, even though there's an or. Maybe Turner's gotten back, but we'll find out. Uh, Travelstead is listed as the kickoff specialist, and then Mark Vassett, let, let the man punt Aussie style, guys. Let him do it. He's your ask, starting right? punter. That's all we ask. And then, like I mentioned earlier, Jawar Jordan, both the starter at kick returner and punt returner. That is your first depth chart for week one against Syracuse. Feels good to be talking about this again. Or? Or. 
Like and the then, <laughs> well, by the way, still the funniest. Part. Oh, maybe only the funny part of that movie, but still the funniest part. I like that movie more than you do. Yeah, it? man. Uh, let's take a break. When that we come back, was definitely the one that held the standard the test of time. That was that that scene right there. It was good. And then yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll read some of your text on the Thornton text line 502-414-1450. We'll talk a little bit more football. Then we'll shift the conversation to basketball because Kenny Payne made some very interesting comments over the weekend that demand some attention. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour number two is on the way next. Here it's the Mike Rutherford Show on Game Week on fourteen fifty Big X. Back to Woodstock talk? Now we're going back to Trevor had Steely Dan stuck in his head when he woke up today, which was the first outro song. Okay. And from there, I just went by songs that would next pop in my head today. Okay. Somehow Steely Dan went, I was to, going sl- to, say, was not- went to Sly in the Family Stone, and then somehow I was when I went when I finished listening to that song, I thought. I don't know, corn somewhat some reason stuck out. <laughs> I was yeah, when you, I was listening to that and you said Steely Dan, I was not sure how those dots were going to be connected, but here we are. Well done. Uh, it's hour number two of the Mike Rutherford Show, Monday edition. Game week. We're feeling good. Woo, game week, baby. The vibes this is how I know the vibes are right already. First of all, we started, you've got a fresh fade, you're cleanly shaven, you look glorious. I just no, got a voice shabby yourself there. Thank you. I, I just got a voicemail. The long awaited car recovery. I wrecked my car. We got hit in Springfield like three months ago. I figured you bought the one with California plates God, by now. Still, I know. You've had it. How long? You've been driving over a month, right? Three, three months. Three months? This happened like in early. I'd like just gotten sick. This happened like in late May. You've had a rental car long enough. You might actually be getting oil change on it. You think. Is there anything more pointless but, to do? <laughs> you got the voicemail. Yeah. The old Highlander's going to be ready tomorrow. We're back. I'm kind of I'm used to seeing you in this one now. I'm used to the Forerunner a little bit. It's Forerunner's bigger too, isn't it? Forerunner's a little too. Yeah, it's still too big. I don't like it that much. It's big. It's bigger, but like the inside has less face. I don't know. It's it's that's the okay. worst of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, Trust me. The seating in the back with two car seats. Curious that's possible, but okay. It is. It's it's not it's not ideal. I think the truck might be a little bit bigger, but the back seat space is definitely smaller. But we're getting the new car or the old car back the old car tomorrow. Back. Feeling good about it now. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We spent last segment talking a little bit about Syracuse, the storylines as this week begins, and also the depth chart, which came out today. We'll text some of your texts now, 502-414-1450. I texted us, TK's right about the Monty injury. It was the Central Florida game last year. That's okay. Right. Yeah, I, but I was, in my, in, my, in, in, in I guess you're, I don't know who's, I'm defending with the statement, but. Uh, I, I was confusing it with the with the the targeting call player being ejected though. That's what I was thinking. He I was thinking Montgomery got Montgomery got hurt and then that his replacement had the pick. But I think you were right about that. That the interception was by the player that replaced the targeting call player. Yeah, it was the first play played in the game. Yeah, it was Jalen Alderman right in that game? He didn't play. He's still listed as as 
the guy who made the most memorable play of last season. I mean, I'm just, I have yet to remember his name. I just remember yeah. the, the play. Obviously. The guy who made the most memorable play of last season. Oh, is, by far. Is third on the, the depth chart to start this season. Like he's still like, you know, he's he's a seldom used guy. He's not gonna play all that much. That was the only play that he played in that game, one of the few plays he really played last season, at least at that position, and he certainly made the most of it. Text says, Mike, are you going to sign up to give money to the 502 collective that went live today? Do you think we will need a ton of fans to give the $10 a month to keep up with the other universities? Um, I'll give a little bit of money if I've got some. But I, Have you given any? No, it just went live today at midnight. Oh. I've not yet. Um, I'm meeting with somebody for the 502 this week. It's the 502 Historical Collective. We're going to talk about some things that hopefully can be mutually beneficial. But I, I do. we need to get like Mark Spiegel or somebody on the air so they can. Because I'm curious as far as. I, I still don't really know how this whole thing works. <laughs> you and me both, brother. And I would like to have. <laughs> I'm giving up trying to figure it out, though. I would like to have it explained to me as if I were a six-year-old learning about NIL collectives for the first time. Because that's sort of what I am. But as far as how successful this thing can be, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what their objectives are. I love the former players that they have on their advisory board. I know David Padgett's involved, Larry O'Bannon's involved, Chris Redmond's involved, uh, Mallory Comerford, I think Kelsey Worrell's involved. Like a lot of former Cardinal greats are involved in this thing. So that makes me confident in it having success. And I, I like that it's being spearheaded by some um, well-off, successful U of L fans. I think that's a good good deal. But Padgett's okay with this. David's on. Then, then he's locked got in. my stamp of approval. That's all then. you need. You're a simple man. To you want my $10? Here you go. There it is. Uh, text says, a T. Hudutch, whenever T. Hudutch down, whatever Tyler scores. Now we're doing too much. T. Hudutch down, what? <laughs> T. Huddy. <laughs> text says, seeing the no. wide receiver depth chart makes you realize how many potential weapons we could have on offense. Of course, some unproven pieces like Wiggins and Hudson, but some rotation of these top four guys plus Ford could be very dangerous. Wiggins, I'm not. I mean, I don't could be. I'm being negative, negative Nancy over here, Debbie Downer. But I just, I just, I, I'm with you. When it I comes can't get to my hopes for Wiggins because he did light us up a couple years ago. Yeah, but so did a lot of people. Fair. And, and not Syracuse. And yeah, unless you play for Syracuse. <laughs> and your receivers name? What, what, what are all the receivers named to Syracuse? Uh, they're always Taj. Taj, yeah. Thank you. Is there a Taj on this year's Syracuse roster? I'm now. I swear to God, I'm gonna look this up right now. So, so I mean, they always have a Taj. Hey, listen, if, if Wiggins, if you're listening, you know, and you want to, you know, shut a fat man up later in the year, be my guest. I hope you do. But I just have trouble getting so excited for getting. He's transferred from Miami. He had many opportunities to play in Miami and couldn't do, didn't really do it. He Which was kind average. Of case of, everybody in Miami. I know, but I'm just saying, it's just hard to get. He's as good as – this isn't like, you know, Hudson coming from Arkansas, Central Arkansas or something. I mean – There's no Taj on this year's circus, too. Well, they're screwed. They're screwed. It's over. It's done. They're done. Season, go ahead and fire Dino No now. wonder the quarterback gets sacked so much. He has no one to throw to. If you're Tajless. He has no Taj to throw to. He's looking around for a Taj, and there's no Taj. Is Dino even trying anymore? That's the question. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd love to be proven wrong, but I just can't – My hope, I just have trouble getting my hopes up for Wiggins being an impact guy on this team. I, I, I kind of have the opposite take looking at the, the wide receiver as the texter. I look at it, and, yeah, there's a part of me that says these are a lot of guys that you know could potentially break out. I know Mario Huggins-Bruce looked good at the end of last season. Uh, a lot of people like his potential there. But this also, and this is I talked about this a week ago when we did our bowl prediction segment, it could be a situation where we look back and we're like, why did we let ourselves get talked into the wide receiver position? We had a lot of unproven guys. We didn't have a superstar. We lost our two best wide receivers from last year. Like, we should have seen this more as more of a problem than it actually was. I think, yeah, I think we should see this more of a problem than it actually and is. Like we talked about on Friday, 
Malik Cunningham, you know, he, it takes a while to develop a really special rapport with with a wide receiver or a group of wide receivers. And it's one thing to to kind of get that down in fall camp, to get that timing down. It's another to do it in actual game situations. And Malik, as good as he is, I think we can all he doesn't have that that Josh you know, Allen type arm that they're looking for as an NFL draft pick. That's why he's not on a lot of big boards. So for him, when he's making throws from you know to sidelines, it's so much about timing and precision. The ball has to be out of your hands at exactly the right time. The receiver has to make his cut at exactly the right time. And the two have to trust one another. And it takes some time to form that trust in game situations. And if he doesn't, you know, if we're out there and he doesn't have that type of relationship with D Wiggins or with Amari Huggins, Bruce or with Tyler Hudson, we're going to find out pretty quickly. And it's going to be a big time issue. We know he's got it with Marshawn Ford. I think we feel good about some of the connections he made with Huggins, Bruce late in the year, but I mean, it's, it's still a very, it's a big point of concern for me. I do have, I do have hopes for Huggins, Bruce, Bruce, as you said, because there was a, I still, I as you know, before, even before his injury last year, I was a fan of Braden Smith last year. Yeah. Um. I I know, unlike I guess with Clark, his injury was early in the year. I think his was week two or three as well. It was very early. Yeah. So I mean, now granted, it's also that does. I mean, he. I'm, I'd like to think at least hope he's closer to 100 percent or near it at least. I know it's still going to be a lot of rust to come off off of him, but I do like to see him being being an impact guy and and, and with Hudson as well. I mean, clearly this is someone who. Who's been what played well enough in, in in the early parts of these practices to drop the oar, and if you can drop the oar, then that means, I mean, you can look at it two ways. You can be positive thinking and say this is a guy that's taking you know strides ahead of everyone else and can be an impact player, or you can say this is the one guy that's sucked as much as everybody else. Texas, I'm fully, I like to be hopefully the former than the latter. Same. Texas, I'm fully expecting Ty and Evans to kickstart his Heisman campaign this weekend in Syracuse of all places. It's only right. He's going to win the Heisman. He's going to hand the reins over to Ruben Owens, who might win the Heisman as a true freshman next year, and it's all going to start in Syracuse, just like Lamar Jackson a couple of years or in 2016. As for, someone who I know has has some friends that are Tennessee fans, few few of them. One of them was at this draft this this week with me. I reminded him how Louisville's had more draft picks than Tennessee has, and he got mad. Then I made him bid like 80 bucks for an Alex Kamara, which made it even worse because uh, it's like he's the only Tennessee guy left in the league. Alvin, <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> what I call him, Albert. I think you said Alex. <laughs> That's the, I thought I'd call him Albert. You're always close. <laughs> always close. Yeah, he's a bum. Um, so I, I would. it would be nice to see even rub this in Tennessee Balls fans' face that this kid comes and leaves them and comes to us and wins like a Heisman. That'd be, I mean, come on. Even Kentucky fans are semi-rooting for that one because they hate Tennessee as much as anyone else does. I would trade Ty and Evans having more success here than he had at Tennessee for Tennessee teaching us how to beat Kentucky. I would, I'd make I'll make that trade because <laughs> we can learn that on our own, right? Well, I, guess, I mean, uh, we all come. I'm on. ready to start. I'm ready for. I'm ready to be shown I, that. I'd like to think it's like riding a bike. We never forget, but apparently we have. We, we, we have. We need to put some training wheels back on and get back out on there. Texas, do you find it odd that Louisville fans treat Syracuse as if they should have no chance because they have destroyed them the last two times, but then go and say that the Kentucky game should be close, even though it's the same thing? Well, I don't think that we're basing. Well, thanks for pointing out our uh, hypocrisy, there, buddy. Well, also, it's been, it hasn't just been like the last couple of years with Louisville and Syracuse. It's been since we joined the ACC. We've won. 18's the only year, right? We lost them. 18's the only time we've lost them. We've won seven of eight, and they, like, they haven't been close. Like, we have absolutely beaten the crap out of them. If this were, like, if Kentucky had beaten the crap out of us seven out of the eight last years, I'd be even less confident about that UK game. And I'm, I, like, to kind of contradict the texter, like, I'm not one who's saying, like, well, we should keep it closer against UK this year. Like, I'll, I need to be shown that. 
because I thought that they would keep it closer two years ago for sure. Mm-hmm. And then last year, my thought was like, you know, everyone's predicting a Louisville win. I need to be shown that something is markedly different than last year. I think they'll keep it closer, but I, I don't think they're going to win because I don't think that much has changed. And unfortunately, they didn't even keep it closer. They, they, nope. UK could have won by 75 if they wanted to. So if it had been that much of dominance over a sustained period of time, then I'd feel even less confident than I do right now. But I still don't feel all that confident about UK. And Granted, neither team has played a game. But it's not just about Louisville's dominance of Syracuse. It's that Syracuse is not expected <coughs> to be a very good team. I mean, Syracuse is predicted to finish last in Louisville's division. They're, depending on whose power rankings you're looking at, they're the second or third worst team in the ACC, according to most power rankings. Whereas Louisville, you know, by the end of the season, could wind up proving itself to be a good team. If they end up looking like some people think Syracuse is going to look like going into that Kentucky game, then, yeah, like Louisville fans aren't going to have a whole lot of optimism. But right now, who knows? November, whatever that game is, Thanksgiving weekend, it's a long way away. But... I think Louisville fans having optimism about this game isn't just because they've owned Syracuse. It's because Louisville, by just about any metric you look at, should be a much better team than Syracuse this year. Also, I don't know. Is there anybody in Louisville fans that are actually thinking the game's going to be close this year at this point? I mean, closer is what the text says, but like... Yeah, but clo- yeah. That's, that's like, closer, okay, I hope, okay, I hope we've given it 30 40. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... Now, I can't speak for, you know, a week going into the season or two weeks before the game. That there might not be, including myself, fans that do think the game will be closer. But as of now, no. I, there's, I mean, no. I mean, last year, there's no reason to think the games. I mean, you can give me the oh, well, they lost Wandell. I'm with you. Right. Trust me, I'm with you. I mean, there's, I guess you, there's, give, you can give me reasons for your reason of thinking, but I, I'm, you're not going to sell me on it. I like, kept saying before last year's game, like you need to convince me. I need to be shown. I did a decent job of that one, didn't I? That was your assignment. It was oh, I pulled assignment. out my A game. That was like my high school get laid game. You did a good job. But like yeah. at the end of the week, I still, I in the official courier predictions or whatever, like I picked us to lose. But yeah, I certainly thought it was going to be closer than 31 points. I think I picked us to lose by a touchdown or 10 or something. Like I thought Louisville would keep it close. I thought it would be a competitive game, and it was not. And nope. so now, like, I'm even more at that point where it's like I'm not making any wild predictions about Louisville being overly competitive with Kentucky. I need to see it. Yep. And, you know, talk to me. Unless you need to beat them, you got to show me that you got, you got something. Now, if we're like, you know, 10 and 1 going into that game and Kentucky is like 4 and 7, then I'll be a little bit more optimistic. Well, then, you know, losing 80 to 14, as we predicted earlier today. Then, you know, <laughs> I, I still am going to be like, you better keep it closer than 31, or we'll find out. Uh, Texas says, Mike, you shaving Trevor isn't weird as long as you don't look him in the eyes. Well, now, yeah, if I'm shaving his back, I'm definitely not going to look him. It'd be weirder if I did look him in the eyes. Way weirder. Never, never, never cross eyes in a devil's three way. Texas, everyone manscapes for the UK game, and then we send the remnants to the UK athletic. <laughs> Just big bags. <laughs> it's like the fan base is storming, storming Kroger Field and sprinkling something on the midfield logo. It appears to be, oh, be a copious amount of body hair. I don't know how much money I would pay to see that happen. Put it in the governor's cup and then dump it on midfield. Dump it on the UK logo, right on the dung. What is that? It's a bunch of thirty and forty something males hair. Oh, there's a there's a, a nice little breeze coming in through here. Oh my lord, is that into the? <laughs> it's getting in people's face. Some of it has gone into Will Levis's <laughs> mouth. He's crying. It's it. So somebody close the damn windows here in the press box. Oh my god, I'm getting my mouth. The last call from Mark Stoops. He's like, I'm going to Iowa right now. I'm done. His face is covered. In- <laughs> it was the chest hair. Yeah. Texas, a college roommate once asked me to shave his back. 
I did not, and I think I would have moved out the next day. I did not, and I think less of him ten years later for asking another man something so ridiculous. Yeah, that's no. That you can't do that. No, you can't ask that. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I mean, I ask you jokingly, tongue in cheek, but no, I would not be serious. You know, that that that's that's. There's only two people that they can shave your back for, dude. Your wife or the person you pay for it, like that does it for a living. Agreed. Uh, anybody outside of that, no. Text says, uh, so I've watched the first two episodes of House of the Dragon, and at no point are they giving me an update on DJ Wagner's recruitment. <laughs> Zero out of ten. I forgot to watch last night. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? Not a good sign. Not a good sign that I forgot to watch last night. <laughs> Text says, anyone who gives money to a collective is a fool. I don't know about that. I mean... I need it explained to me. Is there any, 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 any more waste of time than giving it to a nonprofit? I mean, come on. I mean, not, don't say that. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of nonprofits. I don't want people who work for very good nonprofits. Oh. Texas Alex Jones is reporting that the 502 Collective is actually run by none other than Terrence Williams. <laughs> no, that, would great be, that would be a bad thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, if his name was involved. Josh Bellamy on the executive board. <laughs> He's COO. <laughs> oh, God. Texas, I can't believe Lola be, is starting. Who's the, oh, I think he's a little, I think he's a little Wayne. Him too. Yeah, that's what I thought he said for a second. Him too. Like, little Wayne starting? Texas, Mike makes pottery with TK like Demi and Swayze if we beat UK. All right, now it's getting, <laughs> now it's getting ridiculous. Oh, my love. I do a lot of things my in the UK. darling. We, we, can, we can mold something. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, if Louisville, if Louisville goes undefeated, including beating UK... I, I, I will I will do that. I will I will be, me and Mike will do the entire shot for shot scene of Ghost with the, with the with the pottery. We'll get the YouTube cameras in here. Oh yeah, we'll do it live. I mean you, you're up for that, right? I'm we, in. I'm goes, in. I mean we're talking undefeated. undefeated. Yeah. Does that count the ACC championship game though? No. Okay, we'll even do we'll do it up. going into the ACC. God, then we get like blasted by like in a rematch with Pitt. <laughs> and that's all we get to show for it. It's like well, left out of the playoff. Now here's the dilemma. Who, who's Demi and who's who's Patrick in this scenario? We have to flip a coin. <laughs> Maybe leave it to the voters. I don't know if I can get my arms around you. I, mean, yeah. I, may, I may have to be Demi. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Size does matter. Terrible break. It's an awful break for me. <laughs> I don't know. I'd almost rather be Demi in this case. It's a really a winner. I don't know which is weirder. Who's... <laughs> Texas Levis probably already eats body hair with his mayo coffee. <laughs> Levis, put it in a bag for me, guys. That's a weekend supply. Texas, why do they continue to make shows where we already know the end of game storyline already? That's, that's, that's what that, now, see, I didn't read the books for Game of Thrones watching it. Had you? No. So you still haven't. So you, I mean, I don't know. I'd read the, I'm trying to think if there's ever, have I ever read a book or any, knowing anything? You read Friday Night Lights, didn't you? Well, yeah, but they can, yeah, but the movie didn't end the same way the book did. Right, either. but you know, like they didn't win state. Yeah, the whole sure, time. you're right. Yeah, okay. I guess that sorry counts. if you haven't yeah. seen the movie. My apologies. They yeah. lose. Yeah, not in the TV show. Walter White dies. They won. I swear, one day this is why you're Demi. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. This is why you're the Demi in the group. Dead. Uh, is it Demi or Demi? <laughs> there can, was a period of time where I felt like everybody called her Demi. Demi, yeah. But it was. I think it's Demi. I, I can't remember. Who cares? Uh, she's not relevant enough anymore to, to worry about it. Ah, uh, <laughs> Grace caught by Timmy Moore. 
I mean, seriously, how long has it been since we saw striptease? Texas, y'all definitely just talked about Cardinal fan. No, no, not that part of the body here. No, that's not what we're talking about. Blowing into Will Levis' mouth. <laughs> this is manscaping. This is chest hair. This is back hair. We're not going... Speak well, for yourself. Okay. <laughs> that's where I was going. Well, I didn't realize that's where you were going. <laughs> Texas, I would rather them make a show based off of George R.R. R. Martin's work than create a story of their own. Well, that's the thing. Like The Game of Thrones was based on... It, it starts where his... My understanding is it starts where his books start. Like this is Martin's involved in the project, but the House of the Dragon is not based. on I mean, if you watch House, books. if you if you watch uh, Game of Thrones, I mean, they pretty much tell you the whole plot line of this show. What do you mean? Through the dance, of the dance of the dragons. They pretty much tell you what's going to happen. House in of it. the Dragons. It ha- yeah, but it's, it's well, yeah, you know how it ends. It's the story of the dance of the dragons, right? Or dragon, whatever it's the called. Targaryens. Yeah, because yeah. she has a little. Uh, What's her name? The the girl with the graystone. Or, uh, Who cares? The show's dead. Yeah, she tells you. She tells you the whole plot and how it started and how it ends. Well, when she talks to her dad before he burns her at the stake. I don't know why people are watching. Dumb. Uh-oh. Be more. Be more. You know, watch more only murders like you. Yeah, hold a grudge like me. Go watch watch Friday Night Lights like me. If you if you've wronged me, if you've wronged me this much, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. You're like as bad as me with fast food places. Kind of. Like when someone when a fast food pisses me off, I put them like on a personal uh, probation. Yeah, I mean, like if, if I, I didn't go to I didn't go back to Sonic for like a year because they made me so mad. If one I time. had, and thankfully, not to my knowledge, I've never been cheated on in a relationship. If it ever happened, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not forgiving. You never been cheated on? No, I might yeah, forgive long term, but I'm not forgetting. I'm out. I'm yeah. done. Freshman girlfriend cheated on me. See you, and you were out. Well, a little. I, I forgave her, but that's just because you wanted. Uh, yeah, I was, you're 15. Yeah, I mean, come I mean, I, on. I get that. I mean, there's there's standards, and then there's like, who gives a bleep? I mean, come on. Like now, now, no, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, can't do it. But yeah, like freshman Trevor's like, I don't really care what you, I mean, yeah. If you've wronged me in a significant way, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not being won back in by a new series. It's not happening. I'm done. Uh, again, unless it's like the greatest thing ever and then four years from now, but, but also again. This is what Game of Thrones character Scott Satterfield. Oh, don't make me answer this. Littlefinger? No, 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 no. <laughs> well. He's kind of old. He's playing all the sides. If it hadn't been for the South Carolina Dallas, <laughs> we're gonna the recruiting class will only come if we keep you. We'll keep you, Satterfield. And he comes up behind us like Ned Stark. I told you not to trust me. Who do you want Scott Satterfield to be? He's he's probably Ned Stark or anything. Um, I mean, I'd I'd love for him to be Ned Stark. Are you kidding me? I, mean, I don't want him dead, but like, uh, yeah. I'm worried he's like Renly Baratheon. <laughs> Well, Darley. No, well, <laughs> that'd be okay. He's he's kind of smart, but he, he just can't come through. Surrounds himself with maybe cooler people to bring a lot of cool troops into the fold. I can see that. Brags about that one win and that one White Walker he killed. Yeah, that <laughs> killed a White Walker, you know. Pete Thomas is Jon Snow. I don't know. It kind of works. I can see that. Oh man, Gendry. <laughs> then who's no, no Brian Brown would be like Grant, the Grand Meister from the the original the old oh old, come old, on the long beard <laughs> come on Master Lewin um, Master, I couldn't remember his name yeah Texas says that that pottery scene from Ghost has to be done if we beat UK this year just in time for the YouTube cameras yeah any day now we claim undefeated I mean what do we do we do a redo a movie scene if we just beat UK only no no undefeated <laughs> I'm, I'm not ghosting it 
if we just, no no if no we're like no, eight no. four with a win over UK. No, but if we just beat UK, I mean, we could do a less embarrassing movie. I'll scene. do something significant if we beat UK in football. But I'm not. The ghost scene is only happening <laughs> not, if we're undefeated. You're not. Re- you're not going to be the Demi to my Swayze. I'm not. If we're not undefeated, I'm not Demi unless we're undefeated. And even then, I kind of want to do the ACC championship game too. Oh, uh, part of me just wishes there's players right now in the locker room going, guys. We're doing this. We're doing this to get reps. We're demied. Scott Satterfield's like, all right, guys, it's game week. We're going to turn on some local radio to get you pumped up. I'm only going to be. Rick Pitino did that one time where it was, they were on the bus going to like a game. And he's like, he's like, we're going to, he'd done the interview with us earlier in the show. He's like, we're going to turn on Ramsey and Rutherford and like let you guys hear like what they're talking about. The show. And like, I was like talking about the academic record and why David Levitch hadn't made the honor roll. I was like, what? Levitch like texted me. He's like, stop talking about this. I'm getting roasted. I don't remember what year it was. Um, Louisville played Bryant. Okay. Do the you, Bulldogs. Yeah, Peter Kiss. It was a few years ago. They played him in like an exhibition game, early game of the season. And we were doing the show. We were at OG Studios. And I can't remember. I, 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 take, love God, I can't remember who I was doing the show with. And I wasn't being mean. Probably. It depends on your perspective. But I was, I was, I was just like, I don't know anything about Bryant. Who's Bryant? You know. Is this, is this going to be Kobe? I mean, you know, what's, there's no reason to get into it. Classic jokes. Yeah, your usual. And we went to break. You know, phone was ringing. This is when I answered it. And it was their SID. Ooh. And he's like, we're driving, like, downtown. We were listening to your show. Like, would you like to have the coach on to tell you who Brian oh, really is? Oh, I love it. And I was like, yes. That is awesome. He was just like, you know, you don't know who we are? We'll tell you who we freaking are. I think, of course, we beat one the game. I was going to say. So, yeah, I mean, we don't know. We, I, think, I want to say this was maybe, I can't remember when we played him. Um, and I'm, I know I'm almost positive it was Bryant. Louisville beat Bryant in, on December 11th, one, uh, 2017. Okay. 102 to 59. Yeah, that was that was the year. That, yeah. that Bryant team, by the way, if that coach was being chesty, I don't know why they were 1-9 and nine going into that game. I mean, but it's, I mean you, know, you know me. I was probably saying some stuff. He was probably, I don't know. I don't think it was pissing him off. but not enough that he didn't call. But they called. He came on. He was a fun guy. I follow. I think I was like, I'm gonna follow their athletic department on Twitter now. Like I went and you know followed it and did a couple of retweets. But just the fact that he was like, yeah, we're listening. You don't know anything about us. We'll tell you who we are. I wonder like, if he got fired right. after that season. That would be after that game because they were one and ten. <laughs> Jared Grasso's their coach now. I couldn't even remember the name of either one of them. Um, because at first I didn't believe him. I'm like, okay, dude. That was He's Tim like, O'Shea. They he was fired after that season where they went three and twenty eight. So. Maybe not the time to get chesty Tim O'Shea. I mean, I think I think he had to convince me in some way. I'm like, sure. I thought he was a prank caller, but it turned out it was. Tim O'Shea had multiple seasons where he won fewer than five games, <laughs> including a 1-29 in campaign not in 2009, 2010. He did get to the CBI first round one time. Cool name, though. Congrats to him. Now, Jared Grass was there. They made the NCAA tournament last year with the nation's leading scorer, Peter Kiss. Probably. Oh, yeah. Shouts to him. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll take more of your text, 502-414-1450. I wanted to do this Kenny Payne thing. I don't know if we're going to have time before the top of the hour because people have significant thoughts. The text line keeps wanting us to talk about this. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if, the, if something else comes up. If not, we can play some of this Kenny Payne audio and at least get that conversation going. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
Welcome back in. Monday edition rolling on here on 1450 The Big X. Push up, bro. And I, for some reason, that sort of like the few lines that got to me, too. I just remember hearing this. Like, this is a classic song that I remember, like, driving to school, listening to, like, 99.7 DJX or something in the morning. And I feel like it was always on when I was in grade school. I was, this song was from a friend of mine. His name was Lee Bundy. And he worked at the video store, me, him, and my buddy, uh, Paco. And he, uh, Lee was... He was, an, he was an exceptional cat. And he was dating this girl who worked at the Ford plant. And he just was such a horrible boyfriend. And she would let him, like, use her car while he, she was at work. This, like, brand new, like, Explore, Ford Explorer or whatever. And, like, Lee was just, like, get drunk and passed out. And me and, so me and Ruben would just take the car out and just drive around trying to pick up women. And that was when the CD came out. I just remember just drive, cruising around, listening to the CD. Like, we thought we were so cool. Never worked, by the way. Love it. <laughs> The memory. That's the memory I have of this album. I saw a picture from over the weekend. This is totally unrelated to what you're talking about. Sorry. What is related to what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. Uh, Good luck. If you could segue that in a relationship to something, you are the man. So I, I can't. Reggie <laughs> Bonifon is trying to make the, the roster for the, the Washington Commanders. Okay. Um, and he played a bunch in their last preseason game over the weekend. I think he he didn't do that much. He had three catches for 19 yards. He rushed 10 times for 24 yards. He didn't fumble the ball. He did more than Toyo Gibson ever did. He's battling it out with a, a rookie to try to make the last spot as a, a, a running back uh, on that roster. But after the game, I thought it was interesting. He posed, they, they were playing the Ravens. Lamar Jackson obviously did not play, so he's in his like full-on sideline swag. But he and Reggie take a picture together. And you know it, it, it circulates throughout all the UFL social media channels, you know, two former Cardinal greats. And all I could think about was, this was our starting backfield against <laughs> Auburn in 2015. Yeah. And the man who went on to become the NFL quarterback in this picture was technically starting at running back in that game. And the man who is the NFL running back in this picture was the starting quarterback in that game. And there's a reason why the coach of that game, that game is now at South Missouri State. <laughs> Which, and there's one. <laughs> we haven't mentioned this either. Uh, so props to Reggie. Hopefully he makes that roster. He always made the most of his opportunities with the Panthers. They just, you know, when you've got. You know, he was there for like two, was three, he, seasons. two three seasons as a backup. I know it was. I mean. There's not a whole lot of other opportunities well, in that backfield to go around. Christian McCaffrey, unless he's injured, is not giving you many opportunities. Thank, I mean, yeah, I think you'll, you'll see more of Chubb Hubbard because of his injury status, but yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, we haven't talked about this at all. You mentioned Missouri State there. I thought you were going to go into something else, but okay. No, no, no. Week three, Missouri State plays at Arkansas. Ooh. Yeah. You, I have to assume this schedule was made before Bobby Petrino took the job there because that's going to be like... I'm surprised he's keep. Well, he probably has to keep it because they're getting paid probably a pretty penny it's, for it. You know, th- these types of games pay for like a lot of the budget. Yeah, like Missouri State. Exactly. Um, they start their season on Thursday this week against Central Arkansas, former home of T. Huddy, Tyler Hudson, and um, they'll play UT Martin the week after that. A- another Thursday game, and they go to Arkansas, where I can only imagine he's going to hear some stuff that that Bobby, not the thickest skin in the world, is probably going to be enraged. Well, he better he better put on something because it's gonna. You also know he's going to really try to win that game. Like they're going to pull out all the stuff. Like, he's not going to. I mean, if you're if you're Arkansas, the fan base, particularly the student fan base, do you? No lack of better, maybe. But, I mean, how those of, kids were like seven for, when this happened. For no, maybe lack of a better term when it comes to Petrino, but do you swerve into the skin? I mean, oh. yeah, I mean, do you, I mean, do you, if you're the student section, you come in with a bunch of people wearing neck braces. Some, I mean, there will be neck. Braces oh, there will be neck. The oh, there's got to be. I mean, now the amount may may vary, but. Like most, so I promise you, there are gonna be some. Most FCS programs in these buy games now. North Dakota State and, and these other ones who are trying to make like a national profile for themselves, it's a little bit different. But most programs, 
they'll kind of play it reserved. They, they want to win. They want to be competitive, obviously. But their bigger goal is to you know win their conference at the FCS level, make the playoffs, or try to win an, an FCS national championship. So they're going to you know this this game is big for them in terms of financial purposes, but like. They're not going to pull out all the stops and, and expose themselves for other teams that are no, scouting. No, no, well, they shouldn't have to. Petrino, I feel like, is going to pull out any gadget play that he's got. Like, if, he, if there's any way for him to win this game, he doesn't care if it tanks the you rest of the season. You know it's not going to matter, though, right? I mean, it shouldn't matter. Arkansas was it decent shouldn't. last year, right? I mean, they were, you know, they're getting better. Yeah. Central Arkansas did make the FCS playoffs last year. I think they won a game in the playoffs. But, like, I feel like Petrino's the type of guy who would tank his entire season at the FCS level if it, he had a chance to win this game. <laughs> like he doesn't care who's scouting him. He's like, we're showing everything. We're not holding anything back. We're gonna try to win this game at Fayetteville. Uh, I mean, yeah. unless they get down thirty-five nothing and then he just quits. Oh, I don't, he might not even quit. Maybe, maybe he just keeps going. He's gone timeout down forty-eight to nothing to try to get a first down. He might. He might. Uh, by the way, I've seen some of the videos of the weather. By the way, the weather was terrible. It's not looking much better still, still out there. Just, just distress, disgusting out there. I hate this. I got. I mean, I'm uh, luckily got nothing much going on tonight. I'm gonna go home and. Just make sure everything's charged up in case something bad happens to the power. Oh, by the way, I got my new fridge this weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm a dad. Yeah, I got... Uh, oh, here, here's the kicker. I love this. The guy brings it in. And they, they put it in. Also, do you tip delivery men? Not usually. See, I, I got the weird question about it, too. I was like, you don't tip them. like, why not? I mean, they're... I always offer them, like, a Gatorade or something. I tipped them. I gave them, like, 20 bucks each. There was three of them. Now, now you see, I feel like I have it sometimes, and I, I think it depends on what they're moving. I mean, I know I'm paying a fee, but I don't know. I just always feel, I mean, th- these are guys that are doing all this labor, and I'm just sitting there watching them. I, always, I know I tipped like, the guy that brought in our fridge. I, that's why I did this, and I tipped the guys. The it was two, huge. The, when the two guys brought in my and brought my new, my, bought my bed last, which is like seems like a decade ago. Yeah. Now. I tipped them. Of course, they also took the old one out, too, which. that's Yeah, that's a, it's a big deal. But I See, but they took the old fridge, but I paid for that. Like when I when that was like a, that's like a forty dollar charge to have him remove that because I don't think like I don't I didn't tip the guy who like came in and brought our like new TV and then mounted it. Well, I did that myself for me, but well, I, I didn't. Well, I paid extra it. to have him mounted. It. Yeah, if I was gonna have it mounted, I'd definitely have it professionally done because I, I would. That's why my TVs none of them are mounted because I don't trust myself to do it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I just I know my luck. I, I'm gonna put it up there and I'm gonna sneeze and the damn thing's gonna fall off the wall. I'm with you. So, but so I mean is. It is okay to tip. I mean, maybe, well, maybe I tip. Well, of course, it's okay. Okay, yeah, but is, is it the issue? Is it, is it okay? Not are they to expecting tip? to tip? Like, if I don't tip, do they? Do I get the dirty look? I mean, I don't think they're going to ask or you know stand there like a you know a maitre d with their hand like <clears throat> you know. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> a little something you know, for the trouble. Instead of staring like I'm Julia Roberts, you know, like well, I don't know what to do. What do you want? Um, so I, I don't know, but I just I figured it was good. But the fridge is nice, shorter than I expected. I didn't. Think, I, I thought it was like the exact same fridge I was getting the last time, but the last fridge I had, like, I had a tippy toe to see up on top of it. This one, like, it's like nose level the upper, the the top of it is. I can see completely over it. And they also notified me that despite what I was told, which is my own fault for trusting my mom's math, she's horrible at math. She came into addition half the time. Is that they were like, oh, you have plenty of room to put like a. A bigger fridge in here, oh. and that's what I wanted. Was the bigger fridge with the ice maker? Because I've never had an ice maker on my fridge. Get the tape measure out yourself, Trevor. You I you know, I know. You I can't got, blame your mom. I know, Noel. I know. I was got lazy. I was doing. I was with the bats game, and I was like, "Don't blame the bats. Don't blame Nick Kern for your your no, poor fridge." No, it's not Nick's fault. He distracted me slightly with those those docile tones, but I just no. I, I and the guy was like, "Oh yes." Yeah. So then I'm sitting there thinking, 
I think mom's are looking at me she's like, don't even think about it. You're not ordering another fridge. I'm like, yeah, no. Take it back. <laughs> then you really have to take it. Oh, oh, God, yeah. I mentioned uh, I mentioned earlier the college football news. They, they, out, they always do that. They preview like every single game. And they made their first prediction that I've seen for Louisville-Syracuse so far this week, and they picked Syracuse to win. Here's what they had to say. Mm. In the why Syracuse will win department, they said, quote, the Louisville defensive front uh, isn't going to be a rock, and here comes the Syracuse ground game. The pass rush should work fine against an always leaky Syracuse offensive front, but even with a slew of improvements and tweaks, the Cardinals are going to get bashed on by teams that can run. The one-two punch of All-American running back Sean Tucker and bruising quarterback Garrett Schrader. Don't, 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 bruising, come on. We're held in check in the <laughs> 41-to-3 loss to the Cardinals last year, one of Louisville's best performances of the season. But get ready for a much different look at home. The two rushing stars are about to bash away. People keep saying this. People keep saying get ready for a much different offense, just a better offense. Nobody gives a reason why. Garrett Schrader is the same guy that he was last year. He couldn't throw the ball at all. I mean, we've seen Garrett Schrader. He played against Lamar Jackson in a bowl game like five years ago. We've known Garrett Schrader forever. He is who he is. Uh, they go on to say, what's in what the what's going to happen section, this is one of those tone-setting games for both teams that each must have. There are too many landmines along the way to each one for each one to assume six wins without getting one here. Louisville was brilliant in last year's win with Cunningham throwing for four scores and running for another, and he'll be electric again. The difference this time around will be the more effective Syracuse offense that will control the clock and the game from the start. It'll be a back-and-forth fight, but the steady will push back over the sensational Syracuse 34, Louisville 31. Again, why? Why, why is the offense going to be better for Syracuse? They can't block. They got Tucker. He's great. Garrett Trader sucks. The weapons around him aren't good. It's the same offense. I mean, Tucker had 95 yards last year on this. And, like, that was their whole team. And yeah, he averaged five yards a carry and then 95 yards. He still had a good game. It was the first time he'd been held below 100 the entire year, I believe. Ah, uh, second. Rutgers ah. held him at 54. Yeah, Rutgers sucks. And then Pittsburgh held him at 29. Well, Pitt was good. Yeah, but so, I mean, the fact that he, but the point is that he still had a 95-yard game. He had still had a solid game against average five yards of carry. You know, he had to have 19 carries because, I mean, yeah, don't give me any Tucker's going to pass. No, no, that's uh, generic generic analysis right there. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I just, the generic analysis would be to say all that and then pretty to Louisville like seven-point win. But they went with the actual upset and really didn't yeah. back up why they were going with it. They're just trying to be crunchy. Whatever. Hey, it worked. We're talking about it on there. Uh, 502-414-1450. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the Thornton's text line. Texture says, hey, Trev. Hey. I never heard anything after this. Should I talk to someone? Oh, it's the tickets for the... Have we not heard yet? When is the concert coming up? It's in September. Louder than life. Bourbon and beyond. Like early... I, I told people that because from what I understand, if you're listening and you have one tickets, whether between us or KRC, uh, all the information has been passed along. From what I understand, we, I don't think we've gotten the tickets from them yet. That's what Dugan said a month ago when we asked. I know. That's it's what, the end of September, so we still have like a little and bit. And I told everybody who kept I told everybody, because everybody was always like, apologize. Like, I'm sorry to bug him. Like, I know. You, don't, I understand. First of all, understand. don't apologize. Yeah, you, right. You're good. Because you, if you don't remind me, I will forget. So if, we, if we've gotten closer, I told people, like, hit me up when we get closer to the concert if you haven't heard from us. Uh, if we're getting that close, then Dugan, if you're listening, expect a text from me here at the next break about it. Hey, y'all, in honor of hey, less y'all. than one week to get down a long overdue card anthem to get down, click eight, walk through the door. This is my guy, Marshall Keller. I linked the the song on um, on Card Chronicle News Notes today. He wrote a, nice. We, Can I, I play I, it? I think so. I think it's, Oh, no. I, I, I know. I, we'll have to check it during the break. Yeah. Um, I mentioned uh, I used to love the era of Louisville-centric rap songs that came out like the, the early 2000s, and now we're getting back there. Texas, all right, gentlemen, we've been waiting uh, and complaining about no Kenny Payne content, and here we are at 4.45 already. Diener show went full three hours, not talking about it either. Maybe y'all are in a listener experiment together. No, we're going to do it in 5 o'clock hour. We just It's too much to do in a 20-minute segment here. We've got five minutes here before we break. No, we're not trying to be the Diener show. We're our own show. Yeah, 
Texas, nah, those guys are paid a good salary. No tips are expected or built in. You aren't supposed to tip those guys. I mean, seriously, though, I mean, maybe I over-tip, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But you should at least give them, like, something. Like, like have, you, have you ever used movers? Yeah. Did no, you no, 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 no. I, we, we did not. I used, like, we didn't have that much stuff. The next time, we absolutely were. I didn't have that much stuff last time I moved, and I still hired movers to take it to the storage area. <laughs> That's all I said. I don't blame you. And moving I, sucks. I know. And it was on the second floor. And I was like, I'm not, I moved all this stuff up here. I'm not moving it down. Uh, I tipped them. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I just. I tip movers. I tip almost, a lot of work. I tip almost everybody. I tip, when I go to Sonic, I tip the, 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 the person that brings me my food. Well, that's too much. Well, I don't tip them like a... They know a what they're getting into. Yeah, but if you're willing to walk to to my car... Do they roller skate anymore? Actually, ironically, you asked the guy that was on roller skates this I'll time. I'll tip a roller skater. He's the only one I've seen him up there a few times. He roller skates. Like, I I mean, I'm not tipping heavily, but my, my bill was, I can't remember, it was like 14-something. I gave him like two bucks. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's... And I'm, but... I mean, I believe I'm a heavy fan of tipping in every aspect of this. Texas says, yeah, Trevor, it would be horrible if you got rained on when you walked inside to pick up your food. Wait, never mind. <laughs> yes, Texter, smart ass. Here's the thing, though. Dashers leave the food on the table next to my front door. I have a table next to my front door to set up for Dashers. They leave it on there. I don't, it's going to get rained on. I got to get it there quickly or it's going to get wet. By the way, for those that are doing DoorDash, Please don't be that that door dasher that puts the food right in front of the front door. Why? Because I'm not. I don't know if you. I'm aware of physics. To open a front door, it opens outwards. I mean, we're gonna knock the bag over every time. I have to do that and like push the bag with the door to get. To put it to the side, people. Come on. Don't be. Don't don't be that. Don't be a Richard. Texas. How many fans are you expecting at the Carrier Dome? Twenty five thousand at kickoff, and then four thousand by half. I mean, I hope. Do they leave early live circuits? I don't know. I don't yeah. pay attention. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I mean, if they're getting their brains beat in, they're, they're used to leaving. I mean, I assume they it's would. It's the first game of the year. They'll have a good crowd, though. They should they? have a good crowd. It's a, a late night game. The kids will tailgate. I'd expect it to, it was not going to be full. I got to watch the game. I got to work the bats game Saturday night. I got to watch uh, it while I'm doing bats. I, I'd be, I mean, I'll be watching, I'll be listening and watching something I both bet on at the same time. I expect it to be a decent crowd. Maybe reminiscent of like the crowd we saw for the Lamar Jackson game that Friday night in 2016. Early enough in the season where they haven't been totally dismantled. Like we won't be as big of an opponent as we were back then, but it's still like I mean, they'll get up for what's it. What's Dumb hold now? It's still probably closer to 60, right? I mean, Too much. I think it's. I want to say it's about 60. Yeah, I mean, I would think they would at least get half, right? It might not even hold that much. To be I was gonna, my guess was 30. You think they'll do 30 or the Carrier Dome holds 50,000? But okay, I mean, I'm I would say they get 30. I would say I would like to think they get there. They'll. Let's be. Let me rephrase that. What will they get, or what will they claim? They'll claim like thirty-eight. They'll claim thirty-eight, which much like in in high school, in all football announcing, including wrestling as well, you have to take out like ten. 10. Everybody lies. Yeah. Everybody so if you're lies. saying thirty-eight, it's probably closer to thirty. I mean, if you think your favorite program doesn't lie, they all lie. Well, everyone lies. There are very few sellouts in ma- even major college sports. I, lo- I love the old the, the thing I used to always brag about. Remember. WrestleMania 3, 93,000. Right. The actual tennis was like 67,000 or yeah. 70,000. Yeah. Text says, I'm an optimist and I think Louisville will win by double digits. What's the current point spread in the Syracuse game? Louisville minus four. If you think they're going to win by double digits, you need to run to that spread. Yeah. Cross I the would, bridge, bet it up. What's the over under now in the game, I wonder? Uh, I saw it earlier, but I, I never usually bet over unders because I suck at them so badly. But I am curious on it. We can look it up after the break. Because that's, that's something that you'd wonder if Louisville's going to blow them out. You got to question yourself can Louisville out, outdo the over under by themselves? Text says, well, there will be... There's a KRC text. KRC text. Let's beat Ole Miss and Tennessee first before we worry about the Sugar Bowl. 
What are they talking about this morning? My only guess is that they were talking about. My only guess is they were talking about because the U of L UK basketball game will tip off at the same time as the Sugar Bowl. Oh yeah, the Sugar Bowl does feature an SEC team, so I guess that they were like, "What do we do?" Which, if we lose them in basketball, we love that if they're playing in the Sugar Bowl. I'll take that. If we beat them in basketball, it's the worst thing in the world because we used like we've we've done this both ways. Where when we've played a bowl game at the same time as they have. Like we is in Louisville, UK. Both. Okay. Like we played when we beat Miami in the Russell Athletic Bowl, today's yeah. last game. Yeah. We, it was right after we lost the UK in basketball, and we got through this whole thing where it was like, yeah, we didn't care. We're, we're fo- focused on the bowl game. And then when we lost to them in basketball, I think it was the pageant year, and they had the game where what's his name Snell got kicked out. Yeah, that was Northwestern. I was like, just focus on your bowl game. You know, just, yeah. just you know, just pay attention. To and that. they lost that bowl game, if I remember right, didn't they? I think they won. Did they? We didn't lose to Northwestern. I thought they lost. They might have lost. Regardless, like I was like, whatever it was, I was like, just focus on the bowl game. Don't talk about the basketball game. So it's, there's a give and a take. Text says, most doors open inwards. If not, the hinges would be outside. Screen door, probably different, but I don't have one. Talk about your food thing. Oh, well, it's, it's a screen door, yeah. My door's not a screen door and it opens out. I mean, well, yeah, you're, you, I mean, your, your house, to, the, 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 the main door, opens the main door in. will go in, but all screen doors go out. This isn't technically a screen door. I guess it's it, storm. Not, I call it storm door yeah, or whatever. Yeah. We, that one opens out. I mean, you have one of those. Yeah. Everyone's has it opens yeah. out. Texas is looking at the roster. I'm very excited about this year. If it wasn't this hard of a schedule, I think we would be very good. What's both of y'all's record prediction? We're going to do the, the game by game thing later in the week. We'll do our official predictions. Uh, we can get that like Wednesday or Thursday. We'll make that happen. You just tell me when. Texas, what happens first? A Mike and TK ghost scene or UK plays in the three BCS side bowls that we've already played in? <laughs> ghost scene. I mean. <laughs> They're not going Fiesta Sugar and Orange ever. No. Well, they've played, like I said, they have played in the Sugar before. They've actually played Sugar and Orange in their history. Well, th- now, again. No, now, oh, no, no, no. Not no. happening again. No. Texas, does the Q's football team only play 2-3 zone on defense? Yeah. <laughs> that's what they do alright let's take a break when we come back we'll get to this Kenny Payne stuff I promise that's how we'll start the hour we'll talk about it uh, we'll play some of the clips from oh yeah uh, they lost 24-23 Northwestern they did yeah I, I couldn't remember. you had me questioning that too I was like did they win or lose that one I, I just know they've won a bunch in a row they have yeah I think I guess I think they won every four in a row yeah that was their last loss Music City Bowl yeah there you go. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Kenny Payne stuff, even though it's football week. But we got to talk a little basketball. We talked like two hours mostly football right there. Oh, we're always at basketball school, right? We got four more days of football talk. We're, we're, we're going to get you ready for game day. By the time the kickoff comes, you'll be so fired up to listen to the game right here on 970 WGTK, our sister station. All right, we'll take a break. Hour number three is on the way next. The Mike Rutherford Show on game week, 1450 The Big X. What's annoying is I couldn't remember who sang this. The POD? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I even saw them in concert. They were one of they gave they were one of those free concerts on the waterfront I went to. So I'm in the car and I'm like, what was the name of that song? So I'm like, it's like I want to play it. I'm like, I'm going from like corn to you see my pattern here, right? Yeah. I'm, where my mind goes, I'm, I'm like corn, red hot chili peppers. I'm like, 
what's the name of that damn one hit wonder song that that from the early 90s so i google 90s rock hip-hop one hit wonders it's like the third song that comes up love it <laughs> but that was it pod i knew it was because i kept trying to do pow and it wasn't coming up with anybody i couldn't remember the name of the damn band it was driving me nuts when i didn't pod do Boom! Here comes the boom! Ready or not? Oh, yeah, that was... So they yeah. wouldn't be a one-hit wonder. That's true. Maybe this one was... So they had two. Two-hit wonder. Well, now we... This is the establishment. Was one just off the heels of the other? I don't and, know. And it was only popular because people were like, I'm going to buy it because the other one's popular. You pissed off the diehard POD fan base. <laughs> who is it that we would not... You would not... You did not accept was a one-hit wonder that I told you was? Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a one-hit wonder. She's not a one-hit wonder. <laughs> all right let's talk about uh we've talked a lot of football today because it's game week and we're going to continue to talk a lot of football all week long uh leading you up to saturday once again reminding you though 970 wgtk your new home for cardinal athletics they'll have all the coverage paul rogers if you want to hear him you'll be able to hear him right here on our sister station uh, as you will all season long i think also they'll have the scott satterfield first show of the season which is going to go down tomorrow. Satterfield will talk to the media at noon. We'll have some good audio from that uh, on tomorrow's show, and then we'll have his radio show tomorrow on 970 WGTK. But we talked a lot of football. Now we have to talk about the big basketball story of the day, which is I'll give props to my guy Tyler Griever from WHAS. I don't think many people would have known that any of this stuff was being said if he hadn't gone out there and put the clips on Twitter. But Kenny Payne on Saturday went out to St. Stephen Baptist Men's Ministry uh, Prayer Breakfast which was going down, and there was an open forum Q&A from the, 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 the people who were there. And he had some answers that people have been reacting to a lot today. I think the most, I guess, discussed answer that Kenny Payne gave was when he talked about, I think, the hatred, that he, his word, that has come from other programs since he took the UofL job and the negative recruiting that's happened. Here's, this is the clip. This is Kenny Payne answering that question. One of the things that I've been surprised about is how many people across the country have interest in us. Um, but with that comes something that I wasn't prepared for, and that was the hatred. Um, I wasn't prepared for universities to say, Louisville's going on probation, why would you ever go there? Um, you know, on and de- to deter these kids from listening and especially from people that I've helped in the past. Um, and it's a lesson for me. And, and as I've taken this job, and I hate to say this, my relationships with certain people that have been in my life for 30, 40 years has changed. Um, and that, that hurts me, it hurts me. But as I say, me sitting here as God, I haven't dwelled in it, but it's something that I have to deal with daily. So that was Kenny Payne. A, a lot of thoughts there. First of all, I love Trevor's reactions to the reaction. I, to the lo- crowd. I love the pain of the crowd. First of all, like how the ex almost shocked when he even, and he's almost, I don't know if they're shocked of him telling him that there's hatred from other universities or they're shocked that he's shocked that there's hatred from other universities. And their reactions, like they're like, 18th century women like grabbing their pearls. Oh my! Like falling down and fainting. It sounds like a Baptist church. Like, like you, I, can, I love the reaction of people who have never been to a Baptist church. Like I, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. I grew up going to Catholic church. But my dad was from. My, I mean, my dad was from a part of town that was like 
almost all of his friends growing up were black. Yeah. And he got a, I think like a, it's like a Martin Luther King humanitarian award one time. We went to this award nice. service, and we were literally the only white people at this church. And this, I was very young, and I think the only church, I'd never been to a Baptist church before. I'd just been to like, my mom would take me to Catholic church. And it's, it sounds like that, you know, the, the deacon's giving a speech, and people are reacting. as a, And like, I look at my mom at one point, and I'm like, why are they talking? And she's like, so shut up. This, this is the one time in life it's actually just like the movies? It's Yeah, it sounds... It's the one time. <laughs> in my experience, I've been yeah. to Baptist Church a handful of times. It was It's kind of like that. But I, I love it. Like I love the reaction to it. But I, I, just, yeah. I enjoyed seeing everybody's reactions to the tweet when it came out. They're like, what are these people... I'm like, that's just, you know, it's, it's kind of how it goes. The, 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 that, that was hilarious. But also, again... The actual I, content. Yeah, the actual content. One, I mean... I don't. He's not talking about Cal, I assume, because that, so that, that's the million dollar. Well, question because now. the time frame he gave, unless he's talking about two different people, I mean, he was like talking about somebody he's known for like twenty years or something. I mean, he talks about somebody that he had a lengthy relationship with that now he doesn't talk to because they have been negatively recruiting against him. My is that Dwan? My assumption is it's not Calipari. No, I don't but think it is either. If it is Cal, if it's somebody at UK, if it's World Wide West, if it's whoever, I think. Like we know we've lost DJ Wagner, right? Because that that has to be what it's about. Is he's pissed off that they're negatively recruiting against him, and he thinks that's why DJ Wagner is going to wind up going to Kentucky. That's my my inference. I don't think he's talking about Calipari. I feel like we would have heard something more about it because Cal has been nothing but like, he said all the the right things about Kenny Payne. He's continued to talk about the great relationship they have, and Kenny Payne has said the same, uh, both behind closed doors and in public forums. So I, I'm I am definitely curious. I mean, Kenny Payne has known everybody for a long time. He's been coaching for. Three decades now, the better part of three decades. Yeah, he's made a lot of friends. I'm sure he's on a lot of recruiting stuff. I mean, he's every summer he was on the recruiting trails, and so it could have been a large number of people that have been that he's found out have been saying, you know, why would you go there? They're going to be on probation. They're not going to play in the tournament. He's been training about half of that, but he said three decades. He's only been doing about 15 years or so. But three decades ago, he was still in the NBA. Yeah, was he? Yeah, in the he's 90s. 55. How long did he play in the NBA? I think he got. I think he started at Oregon in like '04. Is it been okay? Well, okay. You're about half there. Okay, okay. I'm close, close enough. Um, <laughs> you said that, and I started thinking to myself, I was like, wait a minute, three decades? That'd be like 1990. I think he was still playing. This is the better part of three decades. <laughs> yeah, I felt confident in that. You're yeah. right. '04. So yeah. the better part of two decades. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's done a lot of guys. All right. But yeah, he, he stopped playing. His last uh, his last season as a player was for the Kyrns Titans in the Queensland New Zealand League. Back in 2000. I played in 2000? Yeah, that was a long time. 99, 2000 season. That was, this was, granted, this was like, he took five years after his, he stopped playing in 94. His last city was for the Tri-City Chinook of the um, Continental Basketball Association. And then he CBA. took five years off and then played one last season in this New Zealand league. I thought Louisville had a CBA team. Did they? I think we did at one point. But the, the other thing about this, so Kenny Payne, one, feels like there's, he has friends that are talking bad about him on the recruiting trail. Two, I mentioned how savvy he's been, like how much he's been. He's been a fixture in the recruiting world for the better part of two decades. How does he not know that this is going to come up? Is, yeah, is he just saying I mean, this? Is he that surprised, really? Because you had to have known taking this job that people are going to use this against against you on the recruiting trail. That's just what I'm saying. It was the reaction of the crowd, the, the the shock and awe that people are using this against them, or that he's surprised that people are using it against him. Either or, I mean, I mean. And also, I mean, can you get mad at teams for using a possible probation Louisville's facing? No, as, no you can't. Because they're not lying. They're it's not that, lying. It's not as if they're, like, coming out and making stuff up. I mean, they're just 
Let's not act like the kid maybe doesn't know this on his own anyway. I mean, if, if this uh, were about recruiting grad transfers in, in the past year, or recruiting normal transfers this past offseason, and one of the things that, that you know, one of the reasons why the roster looks the way it does because we missed on some guys and we missed on them because other schools were coming out and saying, look, Louisville can't even tell you they're, they're going to be eligible for the NCAA tournament this year. One, you should have known that that was going to happen as Kenny Payne. Two, I don't blame other schools for doing that. Yeah, it's the truth. They're not lying. They're being actually being honest with. I mean, you should probably, to a degree, to be telling the recruits the same thing in your own way. And they, ha I mean, I assume that there's, you know, any recruit who Google's Louisville right now is going. This stuff's going to come up. Yeah. And if they come to you and say, "Hey, I want to play in the NCAA tournament. Maybe I've only got one, maybe two years left of school, or maybe I want this to be my last college season so I can make the jump to the NBA." Can you tell me? You guys are going to be good for the NCAA tournament. Kenny Payne can't tell them with 100% certainty that we're going to be eligible. Now that, now, that being said, though, he, he's talking about getting feeling the hate from people. You know, he's obviously his friends, personal. That makes me wonder, like, that's that, that means people are recruiting negatively, negatively against Louisville by not just using the possible ovation. Maybe they're saying, you know, hey, I know Kenny Payne over there. He can't coach worth a lick. This guy's all talk. He's, he's, he's there's no... You know, no all sizzle, no steak, yada yada. They could be saying this kind of trash talking. If that's the case, and if I'm Kenny, I'm, that, that'd be that's a little well, personal. But, but now he just said in the quote that he was just talking about guys saying Louisville's going to be on probation, so he, he didn't get be. into that. Um, he said that's what they're using. The, the haters are using against him is you know they're negative recruiting and saying Louisville's got all these troubles. Why would you go there? Um, I mean, if people are saying that other stuff, that's a lot more personal than just facts that are out there. Like we we don't know. We, we probably are going. I mean, we're going to be on probation whenever this ruling comes down. In some, I mean, in some way, shape, or form, maybe, we, we yeah. will be on probation. We'll have some sort of other penalty. We don't know about the postseason bans. That's the one thing we. Yeah, we, we don't could know have no years. Yeah. We could have two years. We could have one year. We don't know when that year is going to be. We can't tell. Even with twenty twenty three recruits, we can't tell them definitively at this point. We know we're good for the twenty twenty four tournament. Yeah, you, we're not. You can't say. I mean, you can definitively yes. We probably will get punished. That doesn't mean we're going to be, like you said, pro being put on probation doesn't necessarily also mean missing the NCAA tournament. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Now, if you can, scroll up to the, the tweet right above this. From, again, this is from Tyler Grieve over WHS. what the change? Uh, it's the NIL one right Payne above. Payne questions, okay. Yeah, so this is the other one that I think people have reacted to. We, we've heard Kenny Payne talk about NIL a decent amount this all, you know, in, in the five months that he's had this job about how he doesn't want to use it as a you know, pay-for-play type deal. He got asked about NIL again. Here's what he had to say. One, you said you wanted me to be a pro, and but did you tell the other kid you signed from Tennessee that you wanted him to be a pro? I did. <laughs> he said, well, how is that going to work? I said, are you watching basketball? I said, that question is not coming from you. It's coming from somewhere else. Because if you was watching basketball, you would not ask that question. Um, if I got three guys that are 6'9", that can shoot it, that are mobile, that can rebound, that can pass, what, what am I nuts? I'm gonna play all of them together. <laughs> like, <laughs> guess what? That's what the NBA is. He said, second question, how much are you gonna give me in NIL? I said, I am not talking to you about NIL. He said, what do you mean? I said, I will not have one conversation with you about NIL. Now I have NIL money. Yeah, I got it. But you're not gonna come to this university because of that. I have something that's more special than the NIL. I got young men that are coaches that can give you life lessons to help you get real money, hundreds of millions of dollars. So I need you to come here for the prestige of this university, for this basketball program. I need you to come here to be a pro. I need you to come here to be a part of this community that's gonna love you like none other. 
I need you to come here for this state. I need you to come here to be, t because when basketball is over, you can do whatever you want to do, and this, this community will help you. So if you think I'm just going to sit here and talk to you about transactions, that's not what I do. Let me start with this. On the surface, I love it. In an ideal world, that's the exact answer that you want to hear. You, you're coming here for the betterment of yourself. You're coming here for the glory of the University of Louisville and all that you can accomplish as a human being, both as a basketball player and whenever basketball's done. That's a perfect answer. And if it works, brilliant. We're in a perfect world. If we don't start recruiting the way that we thought Kenny Payne was going to recruit from the jump, if this 2023 class, which is, look, let's be real, we're not sure how it's going to, to pan out. If this class isn't a home run, he's going to have to change that tone. He's going to have to because I'm not sure that that mentality is going to work in this new world. We know for a fact that many schools, I would venture to say a majority of schools in major college basketball are doing the exact opposite of what Kenny Payne's doing. When prospects, transfers, recruits, or whoever are coming to them and saying, if you want me to play here, I need this, this, and this. They're playing ball. They're saying, we can get you this. We, Kenny Payne is openly saying, we've got the money. We have the ability to do that if we want to. I don't want to do it. And again, it's the high road. I like the mentality if it works. But if we find out a year from now that we lost DJ Wagner, we lost Isaiah Bradshaw, we lost AJ Johnson, we lost some of these other kids that we could have had if we had been willing to entertain their, I don't want to use the word demands, but their wishes when it came to NIL stuff then the fan base isn't going to, you know, be as excited when they hear answers like that. We all, in an ideal world, we all want the kids to come here for the glory of UofL. Yeah, in an ideal world, you'd have as much hair on your head as I do my back. It doesn't work that it way. It would all be Care Bears, coconuts, and cocaine. We, you would, you would be, you'd be, you wouldn't be a walking Petri dish. I'd be skinny, and we'd both be entering three-legged races by ourselves. Exactly. I mean, that, but you're right. None of that is true. Well, I mean, yeah, except for the hair on my back. But I mean, that's like what he's gave, the speech he gave there is fine. That's great for now. You know, no, that's great for the Baptist church meeting. That's great for when you're sitting in the living room with mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whoever. That's what you tell them. But what we in reality, that's what Kenny. That's what you tell them, and then we send Buddy Garrity over, and but, he, and he's the one that gives them the nail. If you don't want, if you don't want to deal with both worlds, Kenny, keep your blinders on. I have no problem with it. If it makes you make you believe that you can sell it to. To, to, you know, the Joe the Plumber's mom and dad in terms of the recruiting or the kid in general, that's fine. But let's be honest, and, and you admitted it in the same speech, and you said it. He or he said, excuse me, that that we have it. It's there. I'm just not going. I'm not going to talk to you about it. Go talk. Go to the next room and talk to so and so about it. And he said the same thing. This has been his mentality all along. He said it in open interviews with the press. He said it at press conferences. He said it in print interviews. This has been his mentality the entire time. He said. We can play these. You know, I'm I'm fine with kids making money off of who they are once they come here and they start earning it, but we're not paying a kid to come here. And, and that's and, and Kenny, you know what? If you don't want, if you want to play the ostrich with your head in the sand with this situation, that's fine. I, I honestly don't care. As long, I don't care if he does it as long as that's not the perspective of the entire uh, athletic board. That can be his. Well, we know it's not with the football program, exactly, because you know he's playing ball right and now. And I don't think the I, football. Program. And I don't think it is really with the. And for all we know, maybe maybe Scott doesn't want to talk about Neil stuff in recruiting. Maybe he is the same way. Maybe he just wants to sell to the family and you know the five hundred two hand and everything. We don't know. I mean, I, I don't know who's handling I think the, the staff. Is, is 
They're doing some stuff. It could be, and we know maybe the the assistant coaches Nolan and, and company are are selling nil in their recruiting trips. But they're not doing it. Like if Kenny Payne, Kenny Payne no, doesn't mind to do it, but that's fine. The buck yeah. stops with him, though. I don't think Kenny Payne has to stop. I don't think the buck is going to stop. The buck's going to keep flowing as long as long as we're willing to give it out. The, the head coach doesn't have to embrace it. As long as well, it's still yeah, good. he does. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he he does. You can say that, but if, if he's openly saying we're not taking kids that are demanding nil stuff, then that's his call. Like he, like like Scott Satterfield doesn't have to be in control of all this nil stuff, but he has to sign off on it. He has to say he has to do the old school recruiting thing when it was illegal, which is what all college basketball coaches <laughs> did who wanted to take trips with their family in the summer. They'd be like, "I like this kid's game, go get him," and then they go to Florida and they don't want to know how it happens. They they don't need to hear the details. It was the you know. Hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. That was the Jim Beheim rule came into effect because all these coaches would just make their assistants the fall guys. Yeah. And now you can't really do that. So I think that definitely happened. Coaches but if they didn't, if head coaches didn't want a guy, they can, they're going to step up and say, we're not taking this kid. And I think that's what Kenny Payne's openly doing here. Like he runs the show and he's, he's been consistent about this. We're not taking kids, transfers, recruits, whoever, who have demands about NIL. If they get it well, after they come here, fine. Earn as much as you want. But we're not playing ball in that way, and well, he, can say, st- he can still sell this and, and, and have it still being done though, just because he's not the one handling it. But he, I don't, I don't think that that's true, Trev. I, I think he's he's saying like if this is going on, I'm gonna know about it, and I'm not like we're not taking the kid. Like it's a non-starter for Kenny Payne. If if, if he's telling this to Nolan Smith, if he's telling this to Danny Manning, if he's telling this to whoever, Kenny Payne is going to step up and be like, well, no, we're not taking him, and. I'll give him the same benefit of the doubt with this. As I remember last week we had the the insider report of somebody saying you know, people are saying this about what Kenny Payne's doing and all this stuff. I'm holding off on the man hasn't coached the game yet. I'm holding off on any judgment until we actually go through a full recruiting cycle and he has a full season as a head coach. If this philosophy if this philosophy works and we kill it in recruiting and we have a loaded roster this time next year, perfect. It's it, best of both worlds. You take the high road and we're still getting the players that we want. If we have a average or dismal season this year and 2023 the class does not pan out the way that we're hoping it does and it looks like we're, go- we're set for another average season next year and it's not because of any NCAA rules then I think you start to have to talk to Kenny Payne and be like dude you gotta change the NIL mentality if everybody else is doing this and they're getting guys and we're not you gotta start doing it I mean maybe he's just saying also I'm not gonna take somebody who's gonna come in here like you know Rick Roby and be like I'm or not Rick Roby but uh what was the the blue chips kid? I'm, Rick Roby catching strays too. Yeah, no, Rick Roby's in Demi Moore. Yes. Uh, it was the Matt Nover character and blue chips. Where he walks, he's like, you know, blue chip character like me. I believe I deserve thirty thousand. I mean, he doesn't want me. The kid's just gonna walk right in and be like, just tell me what you're gonna pay me. And, and maybe that's not that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's that's. I mean, listen. Sometimes just because Voodoo's talented doesn't mean he's best for the team. You're totally right. I mean, and that's maybe the kind of maybe that's what he's saying. He's not saying he's not gonna just shut out nil. He's just not going to sit there and sit down with a kid for the first time and the kid come in and just be like, what are you going to pay me? Because maybe if that's the case, then maybe he really don't want, as talented as he may be, maybe he's not best for that team. I mean, that that's the kind of player you see and I, the ones I would just stereotype into that category would be like a, you know, a, a, a Michael Beasley or a Cade Cunningham or a, you know, a Trey Young maybe. that You know, I'm just going to go, what are you going to pay me? I'm going to go play one year and then I'm out. And guess what? None of those guys did much in their in their college careers. Trey Young went to a tournament. I know that, yeah, but 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, no, you're, you're totally right. By and large, the guys who have had that attitude, the me-first attitude, this is what I want, this is what I want to get, which is, to be fair, it's, it's every major recruit to a certain extent. I mean, they want it, but they still want to play and win, right. too. I mean, they, they want to get their pay. The I mean. guys who have had the, the the biggest crap attitudes, they have not been successful in college. Ben Simmons is another one that comes to Okay, yeah. There's didn't want to be there. Thank you, yes. Didn't want to be there, made it known that he didn't want to be there, had his own off-campus apartment, was ostracized from the whole team. Guess what? That team sucked. Didn't even, they, they didn't even end up playing in the NIT. I, I get that to Chris a point. Not much better than the pros either. <laughs> and again, I, I think you can we can shape our conversations about these largely based on how if this team this year with the roster looking like the way it is, which is to an outsider's perspective, like everybody's going to pick Louisville to finish tenth or worse in the ACC. Everybody. And if that roster that looks so just whatever to the rest of the country winds up overachieving to the point that we're a good team, we're safely in the NCAA tournament, we maybe we make some noise in the tournament, then I think you're like, okay. Kenny Payne doesn't need blue chip talent. Kenny Payne can, if as long as he gets a player or two that's pretty good in every recruiting class, we don't need to have John Calipari loaded classes with the number two, three, three four guys. Like this man can coach, the staff can make it work. <laughs> go back to the little argument. Yep, you're one and done. We'll exactly. take our four year guys. Hey, you're not wrong. You don't get to know them. We do. If, if he can make this group <laughs> I love that. competitive, then <laughs> I think you, you still need players, but we don't have, like, we can recruit at the level that Rick Patino recruited at, which was good, but not the elite of the elite. We weren't up there competing with Duke and Kentucky every single year, and yet we still had some teams that were the best in the country just about every damn season. But if this team flounders, and they don't look any more organized than we did a year ago, then my God. Like, you know, then I think you start saying, well, we need to get some five-star players in here if we're going to be good anytime soon. But we, we're we trying to form all these narratives without ever seeing this man coach a game, without ever seeing how a full recruiting cycle looks with him at the helm. And I get it's the summer, and I get that we're basketball crazy, and I get that we're desperate for some success after going longer than any of us felt like we ever would as Louisville fans without seeing an NCAA tournament win or seeing a Sweet 16. But we just got to wait a little bit. We just got to be a little bit patient. Now, one thing that we haven't been patient with is, is trying to figure out how exactly this man's going to play, like what style he's going to implicate. And he's been pretty coy about it all. One answer that he did give, you don't have to play the clip. I can just share the response. He was asked about this team growing this summer, and he used some offseason workouts as an example. He said, we do a drill where we have eight passes, two paint touches, and then I don't care what you do after that. That's our offensive philosophy. On the first day, it took 45 minutes to do it right. Three weeks ago, every other play was done correctly. So Kenny Payne... I know that he wants to get up and down. I know that he wants to run. I saw the video that they put out there a couple days ago of Nolan Smith throwing the baseball passes to everybody and them trying to score in transition. I think that's great. But it sounds like if we do get into like half-court set situations, he wants the like the traditional ball moving constantly, get the ball in the paint, move it around, make sure you get at least a couple of paint touches before you do anything. And that's the way we're going to play in the half court, which is, makes sense given the size that we have and the lack of let's be real, lack of guards that we have. That's like the Norman Dale, the eight passes. Say. How many passes were we hey, the ball? Hey, hey, was it eight? Hey. I thought it was five maybe. I think it's, I think it's five, yeah. Yeah, but still. <laughs> He's going eight, which is you know a summer drill type deal. But he doesn't want – this is sort of the anti-Kentucky offense. This is the anti-dribble drive. He doesn't want a ball-dominant guard just doing everything on his own. Eight passes and two lane touches before a shot? That's that's like the four corners off. It's I mean, a drill, but I think okay. he's trying to he's trying to implement a, a style. He's trying to implement, you know, the ball needs to move constantly. We don't want a whole lot of, which was the problem with Chris Mack's offense, whether it was the Mack offense two years ago or the Ross McMaine's offense last year. 
we had a lot of times where it was dudes standing around waiting for somebody else to do something and one guy dribbling for like 15 seconds of a 30-second shot clock. Yeah, but that's what the kids watch in the NBA 90% of the time, so I mean, it's kind of hard to... It's not the way the best college <laughs> basketball is played in I, agree. I agree. I agree. It's, but the, it's... the game has changed from that, and I think you're seeing like the UK offense, it's, it's not the best offense for college basketball anymore. It works when you have a John Wall or like an elite super guard but when they've got just good but not great guards and their their strength is inside, it doesn't work as well. Yet their title came with probably their worst point guard of the of the era. Fair point. Maybe I mean that's that's not fair. I, actually, I shouldn't say that because I mean Roy, uh, the Harrow kid was really bad. But I mean Marcus T was good. Yeah, but he, not but not great. But, but yeah, not. I mean he was. He, and yeah, he they was, also had a, like a generational talent, like the yeah. best player in the country, and he was a different with the perfect mix of a guy like Darius Miller, who was just a really good veteran. They had weapons everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like that, any offense was going to work with that team. Just about. I get a lot of crap for when I talk bad about Dar- Mark, Marcus T. DJ loves him. He's good. I think he was so underrated in that team. I think he was. I think he was very good. Yeah. I but I but I see your point. He was yeah. like a future NBA All Star. He, he wasn't Wall. He wasn't Knight. He wasn't uh, Darius was, Fox. Wasn't Alexander. He wasn't Fox. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. He's by far. I mean, he's not the bottom of the of the, of the list, but he's closer to the bottom than he is the top. Uh, Kenny Payne also talked about. He talked a lot about the black community, uh, how he he wants to help them because they're still grieving right now. You know, it's, it's a community that's struggling. I, I like a lot of his answers there. He also talked about the length of the team and the, the drills that he's done for conditioning with both Sidney Curry and Roosevelt Wheeler. It's a lot of good stuff. Again, check out Tyler Griever. It's t- at Tyler underscore Griever from WHAS if you want to watch all those clips. He talked about his relationship, too, with uh, Nike and Phil Knight. Uh, at one point said that he turned down a chance to be the head coach at Mississippi State because it was an Adidas school. Um, kind of interesting, given that he ends up in an Adidas school. It had to be, I guess it had to be the perfect Adidas school, which was Louisville and Louisville only. But again, good stuff there. Um the two biggest things, though, I think, were the NIL answer and then the negative recruiting on the recruiting trail. So we've given our thoughts. We want to hear from you. We'll take your text coming up at, after the break at 502-414-1450. I've got a couple other things that I want to get to before we take a break, reminding you about our friends over at First Bankers Trust. First Bankers Trust, banking starts with trust, Trevor. It always does. And they've got you covered not just with only investment management, but also comprehensive financial planning, trust and estate services, and so much more. If you want to find out about that so much more, go to firstbankerstrust.com today. Financial success starts with trust. First Bankers Trust. Firstbankerstrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap the show. We'll take your text on this Kenny Payne stuff. We'll get into a couple of other things really quickly. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Game week continues here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. What did I say was Rapcore? Yeah, it's called uh, Rapcore. Rapcore. I actually like the song back in the day. I've never heard rap rock called Rapcore. I've never heard. For some reason, at the break, I was like, what does POD stand for? I would never have. 
How much tries would you have gotten before you got the actual POD stand for? Eight billion. I would have never. I'd be here all month, year. Yeah. Boom. Um, It's payable on death. Who would have ever gotten? And then here's another thing: when it says their most successful songs, they don't even list the boom. Wikipedia says "Alive" and "Youth of the Nation." I remember "Alive" now. Uh, I'm feel so, so alive, alive. Yeah, for the very first time. <laughs> yeah. You now, also made a point through that. Now that's a that sounds like Christian rock to me. But in "Boom," they say "Boom." Here come the boys from the South, and they're from San Diego. He mentions the South numerous times, by the way. Which is misleading, I think, because Southern California is never referred to as the South. Do you, do you think people in, in Southern California refer to themselves from the... We have a listener from San Diego. We do. If he's listening... Eddie. I, can't, I forgot his name. Yeah, if you're listening, do, do people in San Diego refer to themselves as Southerners? No, there's, it's SoCal. <laughs> it's SoCal. Yeah. Northern Mexico. It's not, it's not the South. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we start to take some text here, first of all, I um, want to send our best, best wishes to Walt Wells, the head coach of EKU football. Had a apparently a, a, what they're calling a cardiac episode, Ooh. I think, yesterday morning, getting ready for practice at 10 a.m. And is, uh, I think, doing better as of last night is what I heard. But certainly wish him the best. They get their season going on this week. Uh, also, much less serious news. I don't know if you saw it all. Jack Harlow, our boy, now your best friend. Yeah, I saw he was open the VMAs last night. Uh, won yeah. four awards. Did he win? Congratulations to yeah. him. I knew I wanted to bring that up that he did host. I didn't watch. Um, sorry, Jack, um, but I didn't notice he was doing it, and it did occur last night. He now. opened the show on the plane. Uh, a lot of people that were at the kickball uh, game were on the plane, like doing the for the song. And then he and Fergie did the glamorous and song together. It was great. The, the glamorous. This is the song with the uh... Fergie, but he like redid it oh, to okay. make his own. It was like his latest big hit. Also, speaking of, uh, not to, to swing back to the condolences thing, but I uh, do a shout out to our man uh, Dugan Ryan, his dad, who's just in the hospital, doing well, by the way. Good, Ice. good, good, good. Talked to him yesterday. He is doing good. He had uh, had to have surgery, but he is, Ice is old, man. He's old school. He's he, he's going to take a little more than a little surgery and a couple of clogged arteries to, to knock him off. Uh, and also, and I, I'm surprised, I thought you were going to kind of segue into this earlier, but you didn't. When you were talking about uh, the commanders and the running back situation, I don't know if you, I'm sure you saw this. The yeah, Brian Robinson shot, shot multiple times. The uh, Alabama rookie, who was I believe a third or fourth round pick by them, I want to say uh, they took him in third or fourth round. But he's, I think last I saw, he was okay. He put a message on one okay. of his social media channels today, basically saying he was doing okay, had surgery, and he's out and he's doing well. But yeah, that's terrifying. The robbery attempt. I mean, I know it's bad, but like. That news came out right after I took Antonio Gibson late in my draft, too. Trevor, come on, man. I'm just, no. Good. No, 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 not, not cool. Uh, we should, you I'm never am cool. Yeah, you know, I've never been cool. cool. <laughs> the Ryan family, but Trey Ryan, we got to shout out. Manuel, again. Another blowout. Dominant, yeah. 45-7 over uh, Floyd Central. I mean, if I'm, I mean, we need to move him over to Wagner. We need some help. Is Floyd Central tired of just getting the crap kicked out of him by Louisville <laughs> Public School teams? Mail beats him 42-7 and Manuel 45-7. Yeah, like, they keep scheduling us. Go play Providence or something. Go, go, play, go play. They're like, you need to bring Wagner into Floyd Central. I mean. Wagner breaks his losing streak over Floyd Central. Make it happen. All right. 502-414-1450. I'm allowed to make the jokes. Yeah, I went there. You're good. Um, we were talking a lot about Kenny Payne in the last segment. We've talked football. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about here in this final segment. Um, Texture says, as a black person who grew up going to a Baptist church, the first time I went to a Catholic church or just a white service in general, the lack of talking during the service makes for a boring two hours. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I have fallen asleep through many a church services with, with the grandma took me to. I've yes, once I even woke myself up a little snore, was slightly embarrassed, but not completely. 
I don't think I could fall asleep at a bad time. Again, I've never actually been to one, but if you, if it, it is the truth to what you see in movies. There's no way you could fall asleep at a Baptist church. Oh, my dad would always talk. My dad, when we grew up, was not religious. Um, kind of, he, but when we did go to church with him, he would take us to Baptist church later in my childhood, and we kind of would split time between Catholic church, which I was raised Catholic with my mom, and then we'd go to Baptist church every now and then. My dad would be like, "This is the way the music's supposed to be. Like this is like, everybody's dancing, everybody's having a good time." And I was kind of like, "Yeah, sort of agree." Like, like after seeing both, I was like, "Yeah, this is probably a little bit more of like the Lord appreciates." Yeah, I've seen some boring, some boring church services. Well, it's it's never. Exciting is never a word. I mean, you know, except you, unless like one like one time my friend threw up when he was bringing up the gifts uh, in mass. I mean, that was exciting. You ever try to fall asleep in a pew? They, that, that that tells you how boring some things can be. Those aren't very comfortable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Texture says, "Was Kenny Payne talking about Don Calipari when he said I coaches to?" Don't think I don't he think, was. I, I can't imagine it was. Now, if he did, if he was, super juicy. Who could he be talking? I mean, he's talking about somebody apparently because because the way I mean, I don't think he's. If it's a UK person, yeah. I think it's one of the assistants or like Worldwide West. That would be my guess. And it also would leave me not very optimistic about DJ Wagner. What worries me is he says somebody like 20 years. He's known he's known DJ's dad that long. <laughs> he's, well, talking, he's talking about Dwan like, Sr. Is, is Milt actively recruiting against us? We well, maybe not Milt, but he's talking about his son. His son's put him on staff. Because we know in a different world, whether we're living in it or not, Dewan's recruiting him. Yeah, but DeWan's also not, not. I don't think, sitting down like, hey, man, just make sure you know that Louisville's going to be on probation soon. I can't imagine his dad is Kenny, doing that. Kenny's like, don't tell him that. Because he's he's actively talking about people recruiting against him. Yeah. I, I can't imagine it would be a family thing. Where did Hunter end up going? Tyrese Hunter, Texas. So you think he'd be talking about Beard, maybe? Everybody hates Chris Beard in basketball circles. He absolutely could be talking about Chris Beard. Although I can't imagine he's known Chris Beard for that long. Because Beard yeah. hasn't been a player for very long. He's only been around for like five years. I like Chris Beard, too. He's a hell of a coach. I like. I don't know. But him. people I, hate him as a person. I can, well, yeah, he's 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 a he's a Bobby Knight disciple. What do you expect? Well, it's more about the way he recruits, I think, than it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Well, those scores are going nuts behind you, by the way. Are they? They're running up and down the fence. Yeah, Ollie just jumped down. Uh, I thought they'd be looking doing something different when I turned around. <laughs> no, not that. I would, that would have distracted me way more. Sarah <laughs> says, "Mike, that band was saliva." What band was I talking about? Did you mention a a, a rock? Because Boom was Pod. Yeah, and so was, Al- so was Alive, and so was Utah Nation that we played. Yeah. I did something for 311 just now. That was down. That wasn't... Uh, Who's Saliva? Is it Saliva? He's thinking... See, this is, again, these are, are songs that were popular at the same time, but very different, even though they sound the same. P.O.D. was boom. Here comes the boom. Saliva was that click, click, boom. Ah, and, yeah. and you're right. There was... Well, because, again, that's how music is. I mean, just like when you turn it on now, all the... All the music sounds exactly the same too, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I remember the click, click, boom. Uh, Texas did Paul Rogers move to calling games on the Big X because of his recent cussing on air? Did Paul cuss on air? <laughs> Good. I know we've had the Colts. The Colts play by play did it on our airways one time. Did he? Yeah, he got in trouble. He had to publicly apologize for it. It was weird because I had to be like listening that day too, and I just remember driving and like. Did he just say what I think he just said? <laughs> like, I, just, I got to do a double take. I'm like, wait, what? what? <laughs> um, it was after they played poorly, and he just he just dropped a couple curse words right then and there. I've heard everybody. I mean, everybody cut. Like, yeah. Ramsey used to cuss on air like three times. Bob Ivano did it like five times a week, and it was just great. We loved it. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Ivano Ramsey just pulled the yo. You never saw the movie Waiting, did you? No. The great when he's talking to the guy, the old the, he's talking to the old guy, and he's 
talking about Alzheimer's. And he's like, well, there's, there's some, you know, there's some positives. You get to meet new people every day. You know, guys like, yeah, he's like, sometimes you give, you know, you, you just spurt out curse words. You give kids a little, give the kids a little fa- middle finger. And he's like, well, what's wrong? He's like, I don't know I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, Texas says, aren't we already on probation? Uh, no. Good question. We were on we were on probation. We're on double secret probation. I know it's hard to keep track of sometimes, but the the probation from the Katina Powell stuff actually ran out after the 2021 season. <laughs> They've been we've been waiting to be punished for this so long. The probation we were on when we got caught cheating has already run out. Last year, so to celebrate our first year free from probation last year, we promptly had one of the worst seasons in program history. Is that how we is that how we avoid cuz again I watched the Pony Express 30 for 30 again last night? Is that how we get around the death penalty rule? Is that where our punishment came so long after the probation that we're no longer? Because death penalty is supposed to be getting getting punished twice within five years. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like, technically we did they've changed it now though since like they well because they, they got rid of it. Yeah, they, they basically yeah they made it. It technically still exists, but they essentially made it an impossibility after the SMU thing because they saw how devastated it, it you know, the devastation it did to that program. The two closest things to death penalty you've seen since SMU would be '89 Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, and Baylor. 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 Got, Baylor because they took away. I'd forgotten, though, in the You have SMU. to have actual death to come close to getting the death penalty. Uh, yeah, much. really. I did forget about SMU, though. They Technically, the death penalty, I've always, just in hindsight, I thought it was two years. It was only one year. They declined to play the second year. Oh, I thought it was two, too. Because they were told that they were they would only they could only play seven games and get no television, no scholarship. They were allowed 15 scholarships in seven games. And they were like, you know what? We'll just take the whole year off. I'm with you. I thought it was two-year punishment. I was thought so too, but apparently, technically, it was only no. a one-year, and kind the second year, they that's silly. It took on their own. Yeah, never self-punished. We've learned no. that. Yeah, really. Yeah, then you get beat 95 to 21 by Houston. Texture says, I similarly love the KP answers, but there's a reason Lambos on the field and over-the-top visits have worked with the NIL for Sat. It will never stop being amazing to me that if you had because. I mean, last year at this time, we didn't think Chris Mack being fired was a, a strong possibility, but it was out there. But if you told me that a year from now you're going to have Scott Satterfield still in place, you're going to have Kenny Payne as the new men's basketball coach, and NIL is going to be a thing that everybody uses, it's going to be rampant. Which program do you think is going to be taking more advantage of this? I would have said men's basketball by a million times, right? Like Satterfield seemed more like the guy who would be, I'm never going to talk to you about NIL stuff, we're not going to be flashy. We will take 25 walk-ons before we put a jet in front of a kid, right? You would have, like, you could understand that quote coming out of his mouth if you were saying it 12 months ago. And Kenny Payne came with the reputation of being a guy who was, you know, res- help responsible for getting some of the best basketball players in America and molding them into NBA superstars. And he, you know, he runs with this elite crew and he knows everybody and everybody knows him. And instead, it's been the exact opposite. It's been you, a total role reversal. You, you know the big difference also in why. In one case, basketball, you have a coach who is new and loved and already has optimism oozing out out every side. And the other, you have Scott Satterfield, who had to beg six weeks, months ago to keep his job. I think he's well. If it's Satterfield's first year in the same, if this is Satterfield's first year coming in, maybe he does. You're right. Maybe he does have the. Maybe he does have a different perspective. He's he knows he's this is this is it. I mean, this is a. This isn't just him for his coaching staff. This is his him and his own staff this year, probably. It's also the only way that he could have gotten himself job security for a because for if, a what could be mediocre season. If it does wind up being mediocre, and I still don't think it's cut and dry. Like I, I, I think Josh Hurd is the type of guy who's not going to just 
go with whatever the fan base wants. I think he proved that during the coaching search. I think he. I like saying so. I think he did his due diligence, and I think if it's if this is a six and six season, I don't think it's just automatic that he brings Scott Satterfield back. I, I think he'll look at all the you know the things. If we, I mean, if we go six and six again this year, it's losing overall record after four seasons. It will it, like that's not acceptable in a place like Louisville. Like it's it's not. I know we don't we're not the biggest most traditional football program of all time, but we have enough pride and we've done enough, especially over the last 25 years to say, you know, we want to win you know, more than eight games over a four year span. We want to not have a losing record over a four year span. And if you can't get that done, we're going to find somebody who does, and, and but getting this recruiting class now pulling out of the stops has given him a little bit of leverage that he, uh, you know, in, w- would have in no way had if he wasn't landing the quite literally the best recruiting class in program history. That's, that's, those were the stakes. He said, let's go for it. And now he's reaping the benefits. And I don't, I don't want any of these hires what the fans want. I don't either. If I wanted if I wanted the hires and fires to go by what the fans want, I would just say, just do a fan poll and don't even have an AD. I want the AD, I, I, mean, I want the AD to make a decision, good or bad, you know, on his own. And, and if it's a bad decision, he makes too many of them, then guess what? You're fired too. We'll bring someone else in. I mean, now does that mean the the AD may not make a, or a decision that I agree with? It? Yeah, but if he doesn't, and I have enough trust in him, I didn't agree with everything. Maybe Jurich should agree. Sure. I had enough trust in Jurich to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back, and I'm gonna give this a shot. Now Josh hasn't earned all that yet, no. but he's on the right path. Agree, totally agree. Texas did Jenna's foul mouth rub off on Paul Rogers? He cursed on the radio for the first time in 50 years. I need to find this. I when did, had, when did he do that? Yeah, that I don't know. Apparently today. We'll figure it out. Did he do it in, somewhere else? I guess okay. Why personal text? Why are you listening to the station, man? That's fine. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shows out there. You can spend some time there. <laughs> text says this is absolutely freaking horrifically amazing to be a U of L basketball fan. One of our own used worldwide West and crew to destroy us in recruiting for ten plus years, and then finds Jesus in recruiting when he's ours again, and it's legal. <laughs> I mean, the fact he was doing this speech at a church doesn't help that statement, but <laughs> this will be. I mean. This will become a, again. I hate to even talk about these hypotheticals because we haven't seen this recruiting class. If the recruiting class in twenty twenty three is not what we all want it to be, this will become a, more of a talking point. Like this dude torched us in recruiting, and we thought every shady thing in the world was happening at UK. Now all that shady stuff is legal here, and he's not willing to utilize any of it, and we're not getting the same type of players that he was pulling it in Lexington. Like that will become a thing, but it's all conjecture at this point. Let's let the man coach a game. Let's let him get a full recruiting cycle. We'll circle back. We, we, you learned that word in law school, didn't you? No, you said that last time Conjecture. I used it. Yeah, you said that, I used it last last Every time week. I hear that, I just, I just think thing. of something you say as a lawyer. Well, I feel like I'm gonna keep saying it more because we keep making predictions about what Kenny Payne is going to do and not going to do, and we got two months left before we start playing. It's a law school word to me. Uh, Texas says it sure looks like his statements about NIL and recruiting are de facto ways of saying no one and done. That recruiting a pitch appeals to multi-year starters. I don't think so. I think he can be a one-and-done and still not worry as much about Neil. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't know. Plus, you don't always know. I mean, just because somebody ends up being a one-and-done doesn't mean they went into the season with that mindset. No, it doesn't. Um, I've seen, we've had instances where players have been one-and-dones that, I mean, for, I mean, I don't know, maybe I, I maybe they were if, from people that follow certain schools closer than we do, but they didn't seem like it to me. I mean, Trey Young was not a presumed, like, he was, like, number 29 in that class. He was lower-level guy. I mean, as the, season, as the season went along, you knew he was the one. I mean, you sure. knew it was the season went along. But you along. didn't know at the beginning. He but was even, so small. Like, it took, like, middle of the year, and you're like, oh, he's a one-and-done type guy. There's been a lot of those guys over the years. And what was the kid? Tyler Hero at Kentucky was not 
Because nah. he's going to be a one. I was going to say, what was the kid? I know I'm going dating a little bit on this one. Uh, Marvin Williams in North Carolina. They went, he was off the Back, bench. Yeah, bench guy. He was a freshman off the bench who played you know a few minutes and ended up being the number what three pick in the draft. Yep. Um, and okay, great. He's actually has a decent career. I, I think what Kenny Payne is saying, like, I don't think Kenny Payne is against a freshman making NIL money once he signs at Louisville. Like, right, like right now, if Kamari Lance was getting, and Kamari Lance, to my understanding, did have an NIL deal here locked up before Kenny Payne even got the job, and now he's reaping those benefits. If Kamari Lance was taking a, you know, you know, somebody, some local business was giving him 100K right now, I think Kenny Payne would be fine with that. I think what he's saying is, I'm not going to be put in a situation where. I've promised you something just to sign with me. After you sign, yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, I think that's what I get to. I think I think he's basically. I, and I think we brought, I brought this up earlier when I said he just doesn't want a kid's going to come in here and talk in third person. Not that I have anything against. It. I love third person talk to a degree. But he doesn't want the kid coming in there and acting like. And this is going to be because it's fresh in my mind, like season two Smash Williams. Yeah, you know, they, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, you can be mad about that and say, well, I mean, because it's maybe. You know, Bradshaw's that player. I'm not don't want to throw him under the bus, but maybe he is that kind of guy that's you know he's going to walk into a recruiting trip and just say you know how much how much is Bradshaw getting? How much are you willing to pay the Bradshaw? And if I'm Kenny, I can see where I'm like, listen, the Bradshaw, you're a great player. You're going to be maybe a great player in, in one year in college and in your NBA career. But there's a lot of great players out there that have better attitudes than the For Bradshaw. Sure. If that's what he's saying, then I really don't have a problem with that. All right, we're going to go rapid fire here because we have a couple minutes. Okay. Texas, yeah. Kenny should know that most people don't make hundreds of millions of dollars in the pros. NIL can be a meaningful thing uh, for someone's career earnings. Why shouldn't someone go somewhere to earn guaranteed money when there is no guarantee they will be an NBA player? He never said that we're not giving out. He just said it's not going to be the number one priority. No, but and, and I, totally, I totally agree with the texture. But if this is an 18-year-old kid's priority, if he says, I want to have a guarantee that I'm going to get this if I sign with your school, I'm okay with that. I, it may not be best for the team, it may not be best for the program, but think about like Samuel Williamson coming out of co- like high school when he was a he's the, the fourth highest rated player we've ever had signed here, McDonald's All American. It looks more likely than not at this point that he's not going to be an NBA type player. He could have made a large chunk of change as a freshman going to Louisville or wherever he wanted to go. That's probably not available to him anymore. I, I don't know what he's going to do at, at SMU this year, but it seems like that ship has kind of sailed for him to be like a college All American type player. But he was seen as that type of player coming out of high school. And if that had been an but available avenue for him. But doesn't mean that was him, his number one goal was to get paid since he got here. No, but if it was, I wouldn't have blamed him for it. No, I mean, yeah. There are no guarantees in this. You can get, I mean, Dewan Wagner knows that better than anybody. Texas also, how hard is it to try and convince a kid like DJ Wagner to come play for you for no compensation for his talents when that kid's dad had this promising NBA career ended overnight? It's kind of simple. I'm, I'm just, it's, it's kind of annoying that people think just because he doesn't want to embrace Nils the number one priority doesn't mean he's not like, Use it. You're going to use it. He specifically said we have no money. We will. He has said we're going to use it. He just doesn't want it to be his top priority. But he's also, for some he, reason, he's that's, also said he's not going to talk to any kid that asked him for money. I mean, doesn't mean he's not going to bring it up. I don't think. I think people are being a little too overzealous on, on reading into what he's saying and act like he's shutting out so, no man. completely. I mean, he's. I don't think that. I don't think anybody's reading into that. I think they're saying that he's not going to use it as a guarantee for recruits, which he said repeatedly. I think that I mean that's his word. Like that's what he's saying. Now, does that tune change if this recruiting cycle doesn't go great? Maybe. Then that's fine. Let the booster do that. Yeah. Uh, it takes us if Wagner already knew he was going to UK. Don't you think he'd let his grandfather and close family friend know? If the kid let U of L waste time recruiting him when he's always been locked in at UK, that's pretty low. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what's I going mean, on. That's... I mean, maybe they do already know. Maybe that's. Maybe that's. Yeah. Maybe that's why Kenny Payne didn't go to Spain. <laughs> that Could rhymes. Be. 
Yeah. Because that, <laughs> that, that is something that's out there a little bit. Texas, I think as a player asking why you don't want to talk about NIL early and openly is a good question. Even if it's not your main reason for attending a school, it will be significant and handling it openly bodes for a good relationship. I agree. Texas says, Tupac, <laughs> quick, hard change of pace. Tupac was born in NYC, grew up in Baltimore, but he claimed the West Coast. He fell in love with LA. After he got yeah, but that's that's different. That's not. But saying you're being born and raised in San Diego doesn't mean you can claim the South. What does that have to Agreed. do? Agreed. Yeah, that doesn't. He wasn't saying you know. When he was saying West Coast, he was living in Los Angeles. Well, what's the what's one of my favorite lines in the movie Gone Baby Gone when uh, he's talking to the Affleck? He goes, he goes, "What makes you more Louisiana? More more from Louisiana? I've been here longer than you've been born, but you were born here. I mean, who, who's more the hometown person?" I mean that's yeah. If you if you've lived in the West Coast the majority of the time in this two buck situation, then you can claim it. Yeah. You just can't claim the South. Yeah, you're not the South. That's for sure. Yeah, you're not the South. Yeah. Uh, Texas. He was apparently quoting Snelly Schnelly and said blanking a hole and was so worried about believing himself for the f word that he ended up saying a hole. I guess that's what Paul Rogers did today. No. Oh, well, so yeah, let's. Paul can that. say whatever he wants. Yeah. Paul can do whatever he wants. He's a damn legend. Let, let him. If he wants to just cuss up a storm during broadcast, I'm fine with that at this point. He can do whatever he wants. All right, apologies if we didn't get to your text today. I'll be back tomorrow. Game week will roll on 502-414-1450. Text your thoughts in later. We'll get to them during tomorrow's show. Everybody have a fantastic Monday night. We no bats tonight. We got Carl Insider with Jody Demling coming. No, we up. do have the Tyson Helton show at uh, eight o'clock as well. The Tyson Helton show. If you want to hear about Ooh. Western Kentucky's thrilling victory over Austin P this weekend. You You're can hear all that right here on Airwaves. Proud of me, Dugan. I didn't call him Todd Hell. I, I, I didn't realize you do ask his name up every time. I put it on the on the on, the, on our station emails and everything. I've, I realized I've been writing Todd Helt on everything. Good lord, Dugan's like, when did the former former baseball legend become the head coach of the Western? Like, whoops. Keep it here for the Cardinal Insider and the Tyson, not Todd Helton show. Have a fantastic Monday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here at three o'clock. I'm back in.